Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Lion Theory, Denmark's number one English-speaking podcast. The fans have asked for it, and we've answered the call, and we've got a very, very special podcast today with our special guest, but first, I'm Luke. Of course, we have Stu, Stu Adams, the lion himself. Stu, how are you? Good, mate. How you been? Good, mate. I'm, I'm excited. This I, is, um, I'm a bit nervous. I'm a bit nervous. I've forgotten how to speak. But uh, I'm a bit creeped out by our guest. He slides into my DMs all the time. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Over, uh, can we talk about it on air? Some, some are probably too illicit for on air, but right. we'll get into some of them. We'll get into it. Okay. Well, without further ado, we would like to introduce our first guest on the revamped Line Theory podcast, body surfer, beer drinking expert, I guess you would say. And uh, skier to be world champion, Nick Brabot. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. And uh, thanks for bringing some beers in. Tell us about them. Uh, well, we got the uh, Cooper's XPA today, the purple. It's uh, it's quite a fine drop. I've never tried it. What's it compared to, like the green? You know, I'm a it's green a bit, drinker. It's a bit stronger than the green. Yeah. So it'll hit you a bit faster. Okay. It's a bit. Uh, it's a bit higher in flavour. We'll crack some uh, later on the show if we run out of content. Right. Well, I think, yeah, just got to keep the uh, keep us hydrated. And I think the XPA by Cooper's looks like it could be the uh, the choice here. Although we're in a beautiful podcast studio and we've got sparkling water, still water, delicious coffee. But I think the XPA is going to be uh, taking over very, very soon. So I know we're talking about beers and all this sort of thing, but the first thing that we do have you on the podcast for, Nick, is your ski-erging. How's that going, mate? Yeah, the uh, ski-erging I kind of fell in love with a few years ago. Um, over, the, over the past probably 10 years, I've been riddled with injuries between doing my both my ACLs, having a shoulder reconstruction. I kind of take everything too far. To go 100% on everything that I do and um, I found that the ski erg is something that I can do regularly and a lot of without getting injured and I just happen to be quite decent at it. I think I've just based from my I guess history of swimming and playing water polo growing up I uh, really enjoy it and found out that there's a, a world championship each year with a one kilometer sprint and uh, I've been training pretty hard so for that. So you're two-time world champion at the moment. Yeah, so in the under-30s age group, I've won the past two years. And you're going for three this year. Yeah, hopefully get three this year. So and I want to know, is ski a clean sport? Oh, <laughs> it's a con- <laughs> controversial <laughs> subject, uh, but there is, there's no testing. Right. Man, um, they all look like they've been on a Liver King, haven't they? Yeah, so I'm clean, <laughs> I but don't know uh, I, can't, I can't speak for the... Uh, the other guys in yeah, the competition. But they have very different body shapes to what you have. Yeah, well, I've been doing all this ski erging and I don't look like them yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's that um, What's that Swedish-type um, series where they're all big Vikings? Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's what they all look like. They're, 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 I know, they they're look massive. like they're all from Game of Thrones except for you. You look like you're from The Hobbit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm only better tall than hairy feet. I grew up in the Shire, so... <laughs> And so tell me, who does your programming? How does it, I guess, how do you monitor it and how do you know you're getting better? Yeah, so initially I was just training at C3 um, and going along with the standard program there. And then I found um, 
So James Hall, who is Eddie Hall's brother, he runs like an online program where he does uh, six to seven sessions you can do each week. And that's all based off your two-kilometre time trial. So each session is pretty much perfectly planned out. And um, as you develop, you, um, you adjust your times so you can see how much faster you're getting each week. And the first year I did that, um, like I improved my one kilometre time trial by like 10%, like massively. So it's just um, his program is so good. And he actually recently uh, broke the one kilometre row erg world record. And he's only been training for 12 weeks for it and, wow. and just had a shoulder surgery. So it shows that he knows what he's doing, but he's also an absolute powerhouse. Is he clean? He says he's clean. Okay, so what are you, what are you aiming for? Are you aiming to break the world record this year? What's your goal? Right, so my goal this year is just to come first in Australia and first in the under 30s. Um, and then my goal within the next year is to beat the under 30s world record which at the moment I'm about three seconds off. Man, you got to get it this year. Yeah, either this year or next year. Like, I'm definitely not there right now. Is it because you've lost a bit of weight? Is that the problem? Yeah, well, I've been doing a bit of running, which doesn't help. I know. <laughs> I've lost so much, so much strength at the gym and cardio from running. So. Yeah, and the, um, the local gym where I live at the moment, the roof caved in. No way. So I haven't been doing many weights either. So it's just been skiing and running. And that's, that's at home, hey? That's your home setup. Yeah, just the home setup. And I've got a few Kmart plates and things, but nothing over 80 kilos. So um, I have found that you need to be doing power work to really get your times faster. So mm. stuff like weighted chin-ups, deadlifts and that kind of thing. So, man, I, um, I haven't been training at C3 for quite a while, but I went um, last Thursday and I thought I still had – some pace in the ski erg and i was uh i was mistaken <laughs> i uh, was i think the session was continuous doing 60 cows as a group of two or three and then you changed over as soon as i got the ski erg i'm going to do 2500 i got this and um yeah i, I was gone at the 18 minute mark to go <laughs> i was looking up searching for for some gas and i realized yeah you gotta you gotta really train for that thing you need to be a bit heavier as well it favors the heavier type of of body um but it's not enjoyable for most people. Like yes. your nickname at C3 was Ski Boy for a number of years. Some people thought you're on the spectrum because that's how much you loved it. <laughs> so how did you fall in love with the ski erg? You just felt yeah. like you, you, you do a lot of niche things, right? So if you, if you know Nick well, he does. he's always online getting deals at Peloton, doing this, doing that. He does a lot of niche things. So is this a niche thing where you knew that you could excel in? Yeah, well, I love, I love being good at things. And I was, but no one else wants to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's similar. Like some people love going for runs, and they can run ten kilometers a day, and that's their kind of therapy. Yeah. But if I do that, my knees fall apart. But let me ask a question because you're an analytical guy. You study a lot of things. Did you look at the, the skier field and go, "Oh yeah, I can, I can get a record on that. I can, I get my profile a bit higher." Yeah, yeah, I did see it as um, it just suited my style. Don't have to move my legs too much because they've always been pretty weak since I did my ACLs. Um, and then 
it's actually really beneficial for water sport. So your water polo and your swimming and body surfing. Are you still doing water polo? So I'm not playing water polo anymore. As a, is Luke upset about that? I, I hope that one day that we can get Nick back in the water. Be he's, like the Johns brothers of well, Cronulla water polo. Well, he's he's very talented and he's very, very strong. So you, you can't teach size and you can't teach, you know, how to be a bear in the water because he's really good at that sort of close contact and the wrestling and stuff. And especially in, in Australia, we're not known as being big people like the European nations. And so if you watch Australia play Croatia or Serbia, Spain, the Australians are tiny. They're, they're all, you know, 5'11 to 6'3. And, you know, you get the odd person who's 6'4, but the starting size for a Croatian is 6'4, 6'5. So you can't teach that size. So it's very handy to have in the water someone who has got that size, has got that power and can sort of, you know, assume that position and dominance. So when he's ready, he when he's ready, he's is a goal scorer. Mm. It's his job. Um, he gets plays centre forward, plays it really well. And what about yourself? Where do you play? I, I, I play similar position to Nick, but I'm left-handed. So that allows me to play on the other side of the field as well. But you can't teach size. I'm, I'm 97 kilos at the moment. Nick's 114 105 at the moment 105, 105. which is quite light I've lost Nick. 5 kilos recently so so to, to have Nick at playing weight it's probably 110 and it's it's all pretty quality stuff so that's just something that I can't get how to how does someone float at 110 kilos well this is the crazy thing you look at you look at a lot of the old Olympians and stuff that still swim at the club and these guys have blown out a bit and they're $1.30 $1.35 kilos but they glide across the water and you go gracefully. It's just, it's just a buoyancy thing that you either have it or you don't. It's like that, you know, you, you drop a coin in the ocean and it sinks, but you can have, you know, a cruise ship made of the same material and that can truck along no problem. So it's the same thing where you just have certain people that have this great buoyancy composition in their body. And that's why... Except they're not like the big cruise ships, no casino. No, 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 no. <laughs> but but it's, it's, it's very funny to see. You can, you'll see, especially guys that carry more muscle, generally sit lower in the water, you know, because it weighs them down. When you look at the guys that are carrying a bit of mud and they move really, really well through the water. So it's one of those things where water polo allows for a little bit more... Um, well, we can certainly help him put a bit more weight on with well, the new creatine, Yakuru gummies. I w and we are going to talk about that later because I reckon that's a real game changer. But right now, I think from Nick's ski training, it all seems to be going well. Um, and, mate, what's well, – got to ask. When is it? When, when are you doing it? Well, yeah, when are you doing it? Uh, not this weekend, but the next. The next, right. And you've always been one that has been always in team sports. You know, you've water polo, rugby, soccer – basketball cricket and everything how do you find this as a solo activity how does how does that satisfy the the need that you get from sort of you know teamwork and working for each other is it's different it's a different feeling i can imagine yeah so like i've always been real competitive um but i find that i'm real competitive with myself and with the ski erg, I, I have my time from last week and I want to beat it this week. And just when, like, I was playing team sports, I would not 
be I, I wouldn't get too upset with my other team members if they weren't having a good game or whatever as long as I was doing the best that I could mm-hmm. um, and I, I have always enjoyed those team sports and playing with people and I find that every now and then when I do come in for like a gym session with everyone that kind of gives me that feeling again um, but like I don't really need too much motivation to just slog away at home by myself put some music on um, whether it is the running or skiing or even body surfing like I'm happy to just be out there on my own um, yeah that makes sense and I do recall we uh, recently got a friend of ours Jesse uh, to have a go at the ski and when you make mention of swimming and I guess they kind of go a little bit hand in hand. We saw someone who we were expecting not great things for a first time. The guy took to it like a duck to water and and was really, really good at it. So it's, it'd be interesting to see that if swimmers are starting to adopt the ski as a form of you know land cardio and conditioning training because clearly there are you know, potential for good results and improvements by using this machine. Yeah, well, I feel like it's really hard to find an exercise on land that transfers to the water, but the ski is pretty much that exercise. Between that and pull-ups, um, like your ski is pretty much like doing a double-arm freestyle. Uh, and I found that when I used to swim, just do your standard bodybuilding-style training, that you would just sink um, and your shoulders were so heavy to lift out of the water and, and that kind of thing. But as soon as I started incorporating the ski erg into it, I just feel like it really opens up your shoulders when you get in the water, your, your shoulders easy moving over. Um, so I do think that especially water polo players, swimmers and stuff can definitely use it as another form of, of exercise because you can't always hit the pool, hit the water. Hmm. And I guess from a... You know, you can train all you want, but unless you're putting the right things in your body, I guess it, it won't react or... And this actually leads to our next topic, but... <laughs> I've got one more question. Yeah, go. Um, so, when you're doing a ski erg, obviously, you're training at pretty high intensity every day on it, right? Relatively. I feel so, there's, there is a bit of a mix. Like. So, when I, when I go for runs, I run in every day at the moment, do about 8K every day. And most of the time I'm just cruising on, but there's one day a week or two days a week that I can actually get the wheels going. Is that the same in the ski? You've got, you got to time those moments. You can't yeah. get it get going every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the program is pretty much two longer-based sessions, so more aerobic. They're like longer intervals, so things like 1K, 2K intervals. And so there'll be two sessions of them, and then there'll be two like medium-paced sessions which they're more, I guess the intervals will be like five around 500. Mm-hmm. So about like a minute 30 on, minute 30 off. And then we have two like absolute sprint sessions, which is like 100, 200 meters and you're going absolute pace. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's definitely a mix of things because so you can't go 100% every day because you will be absolutely cooked. 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 Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's like, looks like any activity, isn't it? You just got to learn that, that balance. Um, so... Just referring back to what I was saying before, obviously you've got to put the right things in your body in order for it to function well. Do you find that are there any sort of tricks that you play in your diet that you know you're going to get better output on the ski? And, yeah. and I acknowledge I'm asking this question with a six-pack in front of us. 
Yeah, so definitely one of the biggest things that will impact my ski negatively is being dehydrated. I can really feel when I haven't had enough water and salts the day before. So that's the kind of thing where you have to plan in advance. So that the day before, you have to make sure you've got enough water, enough salts. So I'll normally... Um, I have a true protein, like electrolyte thing that I'll have. Good subtle plug there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that just makes sure that I'm not performing like at a reduced pace. Yeah. And I'll find that I'll, if I am dehydrated, I get to about 70% of the session and just gas out. Like my calves start to cramp and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to actually get better on the ski, I do take creatine just mm. to retain that weight. Um, I know some people feel like creatine kind of just makes them unnecessarily bigger. I can't do creatine if I'm running because yeah. I just feel sluggish and I'm not moving because yeah. you can put an extra six pounds of weight on just yeah. for fluid retention alone. Yeah, which does help with the ski. Exactly. Yeah. So um, especially since I've started running, I have bumped up the creatine just to make sure that I retain a little bit what of What are you on? Are you like the bodybuilders doing 20 grams a day? No, just five, five okay. a day. Um, That's five Yakura gummies. <laughs> I might um, actually bump it up to 10 coming into this. Mate, you're going to send me broke if I sponsor you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, there is uh, a, a little trick that a few people have told me about, including James Hall. Um, so before his absolute Umax test... An hour before he'll consume bicarb soda, yep. And apparently that prolongs the um, the effect of going anabolic. Yeah. So some people do like like do like a, a, a super hack where they'll do bicarb fo- uh, soda. They'll do creatine and they'll put like ketone uh, esters in, in a drink, yeah. and that will prolong everything. Yeah. That's like what triathletes and um, marathon swimmers and stuff would do. It's a very expensive pre-workout, though. Yeah, maybe you'll have to give me that next week. It's like twenty-five dollars a pre-workout. I've tried oh. it before. Um, I was I enjoyed it, but it sent me broke after a week. So, now very good. And and so, obviously, your your hydration is really important. But when it comes to food, I'm guessing it's just calories, right? It's you got to keep that weight up. Um, yeah, and, like and I don't, quality cows. Yeah, I don't focus on it too much. Like I generally eat a lot. Like, what, what would you consume a day? You're a big gorilla. What are you consuming? Argentinian, Croatian gorilla. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> like, what are you eating? Like Is it. Taylor, like, in the kitchen constantly? Are you a cook? Who's, who's, no, doing, the, who's doing the work? I'm pretty much stay-at-home cook at the moment, so <laughs> <laughs> I, do, uh, I do all the cooking. Did you see him cook in the house when you lived with him, Luke? No, he got nothing. He got nothing. But no, he's very, very good. He's had plenty of practice, and he's very, very good. Um, Is that from hosting all those Cooper's parties? <laughs> yeah. No, he does. He does a wicked salmon. He, you know, the, the roasts they do, the um, the slow stuff. What? Oh, it's fantastic. So let's Pancakes, go, you name it. He's very good. Let's go back. How many calories do you consume? What is your favorite dish? What are you What are you eating constantly? I, like I mix things up, but like my favorite dish is probably like a good burger or pizza. Um, <laughs> Spoken but, like a true apple. Uh, good yeah, life, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> but uh, generally for breakfast, I'll do like a couple of eggs and toast or a. Um, I don't mind like a Asian style fried rice ish kind of thing. Bit of no bit discriminatory. Of rice. Just eat everything. Every, yeah, every cuisine. Yeah. Um, every now and then I'll throw like a, a protein shake in during the day. Is it true? True protein. Yeah, definitely true. 
I've mostly been on the true collagen at the moment. <laughs> Are you on the collagen? Yeah, well, the collagen. You're um, trying to have youthful skin and stay young. No, the true collagen re- works really good as a hot chocolate as well. So you just See, throw a bit of hot he's water. He's trying to keep his inner beauty he's on the wizard. outside. He's, he's a, a wizard. wizard. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, True's paying him to be that. No, but what the what the fans really want to know is, are you on the liver? Oh, the liver. You've 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 DM me about this. So, uh, a couple of months ago, <laughs> I was uh, I was interested in what the liver king had to say. <laughs> He's full natty, right? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. And um, just like all the other ski workers. So I had a look around to see what we had in um australia in terms of liver and bone marrow and and organs and uh <laughs> i found a uh, little company called i'll give them a plug but they're not paying me to say this <laughs> uh, I, I don't believe you ancestral supplements yeah yeah and they um they have like a a liver supplement and a like an organ supplement and so i took that for a month and i legitimately felt like it gave me more energy that could be placebo. Could be you, placebo. You take it for longer than a month. Could be placebo. Um, but I actually spoke to my naturopath, and she mentioned that the the organ supplement is actually like a really good multivitamin. She was about to recommend a multivitamin, and then saw that I was having that, and she's like, "If you have that, you don't need the multivitamin." Or you could get your Kuru's new multivitamin coming out soon. Does it have liver in yeah, it? Does it have liver? Mate, we could do that. We could do a I liver mean, gummy. I, I, you know what I mean. <laughs> We could do anything. Look, you know, I, we could I, get creative. We could have a few six packs, and we could come up with oh. some insane ideas, like the two thousand calorie gummy that we thought about the other day. We could do that. Well, and and we will we will get to we will get to the gummies. But I think on this liver topic, if you look at you know what he is eating, surely he's not eating just that. Surely, um, on top of that, I think he's got all sorts of um, frowned upon gummies that he's hoofing into but in saying that it's highly entertaining and there is some good elements to it i think um, he says some very good things yeah look he's admitted that he's been on peds so, yeah um his body is ridiculous oh it's ridiculous i don't know how old he is but if i had a body like that i would never wear a t-shirt well he's actually in he's in mongolia at the moment and he's uh forced to wear a shirt at times with the uh the local tribesmen no. Yeah, so he's having a rug up every now and then. Oh, poor fella. But uh nah, he's he's highly entertaining. He is. He is. He's, he's he speaks very oddly, but he's he's definitely you know, a paleolithic type human being. Yeah, like yeah. some of the stuff he preaches like get outside and walk barefoot on sand yeah. and grass and, and, and see, what is it? See uh, the sun. What's the the, the simulated successful hunt or something yeah, he does a like what, a, what? so he does a, <laughs> what he, he does a 24-hour fast and then before he breaks his fast it's a simulated successful hunt so <laughs> he will do a workout before he breaks his fast to mimic the act of hunting an animal i totally understand what these guys doing because back in the days where we were hunter gatherers and we, we we were fasting quite long hours and for us to be in flight or fight would go hunt right and that's basically the the theory behind it um but yeah that's odd his hunt is a is a yeah. workout what is he doing on his workout is he throwing spears i think he says you can do anything really 
Well, and you know what? We'll take his word for it. Yeah. I'm now, gonna, now I'm going to try that next week. We're now a question. If there was one person that you would like to ski erg with in the world, <laughs> who would it be and why? Surely me. And Stu, I'm going to ask you that question too. Really? Yeah, yeah it's coming your way Fuck. as well. But Nick first. That is a tough question. Mate, come on. But I feel like it would be not purely just ski erg based, but it would be great to ski erg with The Rock. Nice. I, I'm imagining, you know how Bear Grylls has running wild with those celebrities? You do like a day of ski erging. Mate, I don't think The Rock would have great cardio for the ski. Oh, he would. He might, though. I don't reckon. Like, he's a big human being. He's a big list man. He loves his lists in he's the morning. He's just he does lifting his, and he's eating. He's clanging and banging, as he says. Like, that guy would rip the handles off for sure. It would go well for a good 20, 30 seconds. The Rock. So, The Rock would be the number one. Stu, who, who would you like to ski with? Well, I'd like to stick with Kev, his, his sidekick, Kevin Hart, because one, he's little. Uh, <laughs> he'd be very entertaining, and uh, I think I could beat him because I'm a lot bigger than him. So. Right. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting. My one? Or David Goggins, but yeah. Ah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, stay hard. That'd, that'd be interesting. Imagine that. Imagine him just next to you. He'd psych you out because that guy once went on a holiday with friends, and they couldn't find him for two days, and he sat in his room for two days straight cycling on a bike. <laughs> This guy is an absolute lunatic. And he talking about simulations, he once went and stayed in, in Central Park and put a tent up just to feel like what it's like to be homeless. <laughs> He's a wild man. You know what? It's funny you bring up Goggins. He, you know, he preaches, you know, if you've got, you know, fluid in your knee, just piss it off and keep going and keep going and keep going. Surely this man's body is going to explode. Surely he, he he's pretty smart though because he he stretches for an hour every morning and an hour every night so he's doing a lot of recovery stuff but he definitely definitely will blow out one day like the the guy um, I don't know if you knew there's a book called uh, Thirty Days with a Seal and it's based on David Goggins before he was famous and Jesse Itzler saw him um, he's 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 the husband of the, the wife of spandex so they, his wife's worth billions. And he saw him doing this 24-hour race and Jesse Isler's in a team of four and then he just saw this one black fella, which was Goggins, running by himself with no one with him for 24 hours. Machine. And he goes, I want to know what that guy's like. And then he went and invited him for 30 days to live with him and said, whatever you say, I have to do. And it's a really, really interesting story because Jesse started signing all these big deals because everyone was wondering why this seal was tailing him everywhere he was going. It's a really good book. Get into that one. That sounds good. And my, my pick... My pick, I'm going to go with um, Kipchoki, the the fastest man, well, the fastest marathon runner in the world, purely because I want to see if he could get tired. <laughs> Is that the guy that almost broke the two-hour mark? Yeah, the two-hour mark they did with Nike. Well, he, he they just missed it, but his most recent marathon, he did it legit and he's not even a minute off like he is because when he did it was on a track he was like at, Nure- Nike, yeah, at right? Nuremberg um, they used the Nuremberg track they used pace runners every kilometer so you would have to run for a K at the required pace you'd have to follow like a like a laser do you know though, that thing. required pace would be sub three it is it it's is sub it is three. insane can any well, of you guys do a sub three kilometer here oh, I could maybe do one I'd get close yeah. I'd get close. I almost broke the uh, two-hour mark on my half marathon. <laughs> 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 I 
Hey, what was that on a <laughs> the skate erg or feet? Uh, on the feet, the one of the Sydney things. That's the only half marathon I've done. I don't think I'll do one again. I, I have no desire to do a half marathon. No, but oh, I I've done a few, and I do want to do a full. But I want to do a full fairly soon because your body starts to let you down. Like I'm getting old and I feel old. So I'm like, if I don't do this now, there is, you look at these people that do it at 40, 50, 60 and you go, there is no way in hell my hips are going to handle that sort of load 10 years from now. Especially if you're weighing 97. Yeah. But oh. um, speaking of getting old, I, I had someone come and comment in my DMs today. They want to shout out for their birthday. A very special person to one of the guests here. Oh, who uh, is it? No, nah, I'm uh, kidding. <laughs> so, like, happy birthday, Liv. Yes, Liv, happy birthday. Um, I did say that your surprise was going to be to get to watch the podcast live, but I didn't deliver on that. So that, That's totally my fault. <laughs> the, cost, the cost restrictions on the budget for the Lion Theory isn't quite there. We're on ABC budgets. Well, but, you know, we'll one day be prime well, maybe, time. Maybe, maybe, you know, she, she could be, you know, a special guest one day, maybe, like, a, offer a Lioness perspective. Yeah, I, I love that. Let's, let's get her on in a few weeks. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, but look, moving on, we've, we've acknowledged her birthday. We're moving on into our work lives and business. So, Stu, obviously some really exciting projects happening from your way. Yeah, Please we're, we're, ta- take us through it, mate, because it is super duper exciting. And I think that if people, the way you're going, this stuff could change the world. Man, it's pretty hard to like, start where do i start because there's so many things going on at the moment i'm i'm pretty stretched all over the place but man i'm i'm just pumped because everything's just i can't explain to you i feel like i was in a holding pattern like an airport just cycling around the right around the runway but businesses are going good both yukuru's yukuru's flat out flying um and chur's just going to become the next unicorn australian company like that's on that's how good it is in mm. and I'm proud, man. Finally. Yeah. Like it's, you know, you talk it up, you sit in your own delusions at some points, you're a bit optimistic being a business owner, but um, our team from Chur point of view, we stay strong. Um, we, we completely went to zero revenue during COVID, which gave us more time to do a lot of R&D work and, and actually pivot a little bit. And then um, we, we've developed better t- technology. We've made it more suitable and applicable to more more places to, to use it and we're excited man so we had a good board meeting yesterday um it was, it was good I, I i survived unscathed unfortunately you know been a bit of a um a cavalier ceo <laughs> you know um but you know um people probably don't realize how much that has affected me emotionally over the last couple of years because you know you you feel like you're throwing money into an endless pit and you go when's this going to end yeah and like you know, you get to the point where it, it, it could shut the business down. Like, well, at that point, multiple times. And that's why you'd see me at the bracket on a Friday, just sipping beers, putting a Band-Aid over a bullet hole and trying not to mm. not to think about it. But um, I'm pretty proud of where that's going. So, Chur's the most exciting thing for us at the moment. Yukuru's doing some wonderful things, obviously, with, with gummies. We've, we've got a facility over in Colorado Springs. We've ordered another four gummy machines. So we can produce now 1.5 million gummies a day. Unbelievable. We're doing white labels for some big companies, man. Like, we're not allowed to promote them on our website, but I don't care plugging them here. So we're doing um, Lemmy for Kardashians, Courtney Kardashian. We make their gummy. So is that is that like a collagen 
something or what is it? I, I, it is a collagen type beauty product, beauty skin, product. hair, and, yep. you know. Yeah. Just the, the first non-injectable Kardashian product. Uh, <laughs> mate, we just lost the deal. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure they're we're, all listening. We're doing a thing called Mood Chews for Zach Williams, which is Robin Williams' son. Uh-huh. And the ingredients of that are pretty much to prevent people from getting the same type of illness as his dad. So, you know, you're putting things in to calm the nervous system and obviously prolong um, life expectancy and reduced age-related diseases. And that's the, that's the biggest thing that's going on at the moment. Like, you can reduce age-related diseases by taking certain supplements and reduce that quite significantly. So, that's where that industry is going. Then we're releasing a token soon. And off the back of that token, we'll do an NFT. And then we plan to just buying lots of properties and... And starting our own Lucky Kuru retreat, Airbnb type thing where we can mm-hmm. control the environment and control um, the quality of product that we provide. So, Is there, is there obviously the gummies are, you look at these gummies and they're tiny, right? But they're obviously so jam-packed with- Jam-packed, man. With, with the, the, you know, the, the nutrients or the, you know, the different ingredients. We were talking about it last week. Could these gummies, you know- one day given the you know, the growth and the investment could these be sort of like you know emergency relief style yeah, foods like yeah. could you eat them in space could you that's that was actually what we did um over a year and a half ago um spacex came to glenn reynolds which is the owner of trilabs which we have um ownership with now and they asked him to create a gummy that they need four gummies to hit you, all your micronutrients for the day so um, for all their workers so they make sure they get the right nutrition in and it was really um, aimed around disaster relief and they managed to put the daily nutrients in four gummies unbelievable so you wouldn't be malnutrition um you you'd, obviously when you've got the right vitamins minerals and biochemistry in your body you're less likely to get sick and perform at a higher rate so they're going to give that to all their employees and so that's something that's still in the pipeline they um they're put on the shelf at the moment but mm-hmm. it's definitely for disaster relief and Obviously, like you go to Mars or you go, you know, once that happens, when people get onto Mars, they're going to need the right nutritional mm. uh, supplementation. So, but we're talking about, what we're we talking about trying to put 2,000 calories in a gummy or yeah, something. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, if you can... We'd have to put a bit of protein in there. Yeah, right? you'd have to put something in there. But you look at what you're packing into these things at the moment and, you know, the way that the research and development is going on it, that one day in the not too distant future these things can be these you know super cures for you never want to replace food i hope because well, food's yum well I, I'm, you, but you never want to replace food but we do live like you know everyone goes oh, i can live off the ground and land you can but we live in such a synthetic world right now where you're stuck in front of your laptop you're getting blue light um you on the trains transport fuel you know you're around wi-fi all these types of mm. things so your body you know 50 years ago needed less vitamin d needed less but the, to function at a higher level in a stressful environment life now you need to um top those things up regularly so even in australia if you look at the research 80 percent of people have vitamin d deficiency and one, we're one of the most sunburnt countries in the world yeah yeah so imagine all the other biochemistry history historic problems that people have so it's quite interesting if you get down that rabbit hole but it's it's you know you you bring up the the vitamin d thing you know you look at working from home now and the change landscape of of what it is to go to work for many industries uh, even that commuting element which which is starting to well it disappeared a lot and then it's come back but nowhere near as autonomous it was uh, what it used to be 
that's a really good example of, you know, if, if you roll out a bed onto your laptop and then back into your bed every day, you are really not only missing out on that, the vitamin D, you're missing out on fresh air, you're missing out on social interaction, all these sort of things. And that, that can play a really bad role in your body. Um, it's undoubtedly probably one of the worst thing that's going to happen. Like people as part of like the seven things that a human requires is human connection. Mm. You know, if you don't have human connection and you're stuck on a laptop, you're going to be malnutrition in multiple ways, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually. So, you know, uh, what about you, Nick? You're working from home at the moment. Yeah. I, I, I you're a stay at home plenty cat of, parent. Plenty of sunlight. Um, I normally, well, when it's sunny, I'll take my ski outside do it in the sun, get a bit of vitamin D. And take Elsa for a walk. Yeah, take Elsa for on a the, walk in the, the park. On the cat harness. Yeah, I um, pretty much my human interaction is seeing the, the guy at the post office <laughs> walking home. So how are you finding that, right? So you've, you've come from living uh, in Cronulla or around the Shire, and now you've moved down south. Um, Luke was pretty upset with you leaving him. He's told the whole C3 what a... What a, what a <laughs> Bullshit. A, <laughs> um, he's, no, but like obviously like you're more isolated now. Um, there's a cost more to send the cut out from there. No, it's actually um, within the like the Sydney Metro nah. delivery system. Yeah, I'm surprised. So it's the same cost as sending it from anywhere in Sydney. Um, and it is quite... Like it's not that far away. It's about an, an hour drive from the city. But I do have a few friends and stuff down there that I catch up with. Um, I got a little little gym crew that I'm starting to do sessions with on a Saturday, so I can definitely get my fix of. But I definitely. How, how did you find them? Did you slide into their DMs? Uh, I've been sliding for a while, and, and they finally accepted <laughs> the me. Fi- the best DM that I've seen you send would have had to be what's that rugby player? That oh, Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith. <laughs> hectic cheese. The hectic cheese. Can you please tell our, our small audience in our, Denmark, our massive audience in massive Denmark, Denmark. And small audience everywhere else? Yeah. yeah well, like my, um, we haven't really spoken about my business, Cat Harness Australia. But um, so we sell cat Cha-ching. harnesses online. You know you have to pay us for that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to upgrade the studio with videos. And uh, so it all started when Luke actually told me that in a podcast that Hectic Cheese was talking about how much he loves his cat. And I was like, oh, well. I would never have picked him as a cat person. Yeah. So I was like, well, if he's a cat person, I'll just slide into his DMs and see what he thinks. So I asked him if he wanted to uh, take his pussy for a walk <laughs> and uh, he was very receptive to it we um we did a little a little custom job for his harness man i saw that that is incredible and uh so yeah at the moment he is in um where are they playing in the uk or whatever the world cup the world cup yeah um but when he gets back and he's playing for the roosters next year so you probably see him walking around bondi with his cat Mate, I, I don't know how I feel about that when people walk their cats in public. Well, those you know, things, those things are temperamental, you know. Yeah, but you look at once upon a time, you know, there was no such thing as domestic animals, right? And so, you know, this has just been an, an evolution, and you know, just because people were harnessing dogs for hunting and all that sort of thing, eventually it led to domesticated dogs. So I think it's just that cats had fallen behind hundreds of years ago for that for particular uses and they're just catching up now. So I, I recently think Nick's a bit ahead, ahead of the head of the bell curve. I haven't been drinking a lot lately because I don't do that anymore, but um 
I've been. I went to a pub lately, and someone had a cat there. I just, I just didn't feel right about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't feel right about someone stroking their pussy at the bar. Yeah, well, the the cats have quite an impact on the native environment of Australia. Um, so if a cat on a leash is much better than a cat that's roaming. I've, I've noticed that the laws have changed. Um, even in Melbourne, they've got curfew now, right? Yeah, in, in Melbourne, they've got curfew. In the ACT, every cat born from now on is not allowed to be outside unless it's on a harness. So cats previously born, allowed outside. Yeah. New cats not New allowed. Cats so not how do they know the age? Do they have, like, I don't know. Like, got these security guys getting, you know, IDs what, off the cats? What they do in the ACT, I don't know. They've got a few <laughs> cat census. Yeah. yeah. If so eventually, they'll have you, no, mate. You're a bit yeah. too young to be. Yeah. So eventually, they'll have, they'll have no roaming cats there. Um, and a lot of the councils, even in New South Wales, are starting to look that way. There's a, there's a campaign that the RSPCA are doing with the government called Keeping Cats Safe at Home. And so they're pretty much encouraging for people to keep their cats inside unless on a harness or in an outdoor enclosure um, and how to keep them entertained indoors and stuff. And So you, if you keep your cat indoors and take it for walks on a harness, they'll generally live like three to five times longer than a cat that roams outside because cats outside are exposed to like vehicle accidents, fights with other animals, they can catch diseases and that kind of thing. So that's what we're trying to... So, mate, what a market for you, like a timing for you guys to get into this market is obviously right on point. Um, it's a niche market. Yeah. There's six million cats in, in, uh, in Australia, according to Google. Yeah, and um, now 250,000 kittens born every year. Now, this cat harness is going to become a requirement. And my sister went and got a cat harness the other day from Pet Barn, and she hates it. They're shit. So I've, I've, I've sold her on cat harness, so she's going to get one soon. I've got the discount code now. Well, like a lot of our customers actually come to us after they've bought two or three harnesses from Pet Barn, and they never work. And so we're like at the end of the tunnel when they're like, oh. This one is has to be the one, and so we normally offer a money back guarantee because we just know our product is going to work for the cats. We also provide like a a one page instructional document on how to train your cat to walk on a leash, and most of it is just telling the customer to take it at the cat's pace. Like your cat's not a dog, and if it wants to go inside, you go back inside, and like every day is just like a little step forward. And so, what have you noticed? God, you've got obviously one of the most beautiful cats in the world, Elsa. Um, have you? How long did it take her to get accustomed to, you know, walking in a cat harness? And does she love it now? Yeah. So we actually like how the business started is we tried three other cat harnesses and she hated them. She just like wasn't receptive to them, trying to get them get out of it and that kind of thing. Um, so we tried to come up with this design that was um, more comfortable and hard to get out of. And so our design is similar to, it's called like a thunder shirt. And so dogs use them as well. And it's like an anti-anxiety jacket. So a lot of the cats actually feel really nice in this. And it kind of like hugs their body and stuff. Um, but when we got Elsa onto it. What's it called again? A thunder? A thunder shirt. Thunder shirt. Yeah. Like, what's, what's that movie, Ted? Thunder Buddies? Yeah, yeah. Thunder Buddies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Um, so when we got her the right design... Like, it only took her a couple of weeks, just like regular training. The more often she does it, the more comfortable and confident she feels. And do they get excited when you go, here's the harness? Oh, yeah. Like no I, way. So when I pull the Velcro on the harness, Elsa will run from like anywhere in the house 
straight to me knowing that she gets to go outside. That is so insane. That's cool. I really That's like cool. that. Yeah, you should and film like, that and put that on a TikTok. Yeah, and so she might even she might just go outside for like five, ten minutes, and then she'll be done. She'll tell you like when she wants to go inside. But she's so happy when she gets to go outside. Yeah, right. And what are their like fear levels like when they see dogs and other animals? So like every cat's different. Elsa is actually really receptive to dogs, and hates other cats. Yeah, right. Fascinating. Unbelievable. I, I really like these stories. So like this, this, this business is going gangbusters, right? Yeah, so we're, kind of, we're learning as we go. Um, but like what's your growth like? So since we started, we were growing at – so we started like a year, maybe 14 months ago and up until like two months ago, we were growing at 20% month over month mm-hmm. for like a full year. Um, so it's insane. Been That's two hundred forty percent growth, right? Or two thousand, whatever percent growth. Yeah, and so half of our uh, half of our sales are actually referral as well. So we do find that a lot of customers just love our product so much that they'll tell their friends about it and that kind of thing. Are you, are you factoring in? Because you, obviously, I know you say if you spend two dollars on uh, on marketing, you get four dollars back. That's what you you were saying before. But are you also factoring that um, over fifty percent of your clients are giving you referrals? Yeah. And so that return on investment and that cost for the $2 to $4 is actually a lot less. Yeah, so we're actually, we got a, an agency, a Google Ads agency on board a couple months ago. Didn't call me. Yeah. And they have been um, somewhat difficult in the sense that they really target, target ROAS, like return on ad spend. And they want their metrics to look really good. But I saw a decline in sales and overall profit because they're targeting that return on ad spend and not targeting overall revenue. So we're not getting as many of those referrals just because they want to get the cost of mm. each customer so down. So they're not aligning right with you at the moment, but they probably yeah. will. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a bit of a, a bit of a process to try and communicate to that, that to them as well. And obviously, it's such a niche market, um, you know. It's trial and error. You've got to learn from that. What about you, Luke? Mm. You've um, you've had a few changes lately. Yeah, yeah. And, so and I'm pretty excited about them. You've oh, I am excited. We've had a few it. chats at the CTA club. Yes, yes. The uh, it is the hidden gem that is the shithole of the CTA club, which is under the mushroom in the CBD, Sydney CBD it's below the steak. MLC Center. Great steak. The ladies are great there. Ambient app. Oh, unbelievable. Number one. <laughs> hey, you feel like you're at a chill. I'll have raffle. a steak. You're getting a schnitzel. Okay. <laughs> what? But, yeah. So, no, I, I start, I finish my current job tomorrow being Friday and then I start my new job Monday and that's with a, an American IT company. Um, called but like, let's go back to this, right? Yeah. You, you, before you got into tech was pre-COVID. Mm. COVID hits. You, you were still at the RSL club yeah, at yeah. Ramsgate. Is that right? That's correct. And then, um, obviously, you met Jimmy yep. through Water Polo being on the board. Yep. And um, we've obviously had chats about it. I was pretty yeah, excited yeah. for you to get in tech. But you've gone from junior role in tech to yeah, massive pipelines, earning good money, and now in the space of such a short time. Yeah. And and, and what, before you answer, how are you enjoying tech life? Because it's so diverse and problem-solving solutions. It is. Um, I, I think I look at my former life where, I, you know, where I've come from and – what I got brought up in, be it construction, and you know, you were always taught to work really bloody hard, but never look at how to be efficient in your workings. And what I have learned in in IT 
is that you can work really hard, but you can really be efficient about how you do things. Mate. And as long as you have a good process and good people around you that if you don't know certain things, you bring in the right people oh. as opposed to struggling along because time is money. Yeah, so knowing you quite well, you're one of the best networkers out of anyone, period, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you know how to network and... Being successful in, in IT space, you need to know how to network and you need to know how to maintain relationships, mm. you know how to build trust and you do that quite well. You do that quite easily in your everyday life because mm. you're on the board for the several things. So, yeah. is that where you've been also networking through to get your, your Yeah, absolutely, absolutely because at the end of the day, you know, people buy off people and my job and my job is always to understand someone's problem and see if I can help not to sell them something. The... the, the if I can work out the person's problem and how I can help them, then I know that I'm going to get a positive response out of a out of a customer. And this is where a lot of people, because of the demands put up, you know, from people above them or from just their own, I have to sell this now. That's where they fall apart. Where you will gain more respect, and in the long run, you will do better if you walk away from something because it's. The right, the right thing to yeah, do. Not the right fit. It's not the right fit. It's a round ball and a square hole. And I see some people in the industry just push, 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 and eventually no one wants to touch them. They become a you know used car salesman and and a wheel and deal and diamond geezer. You want to be that trusted guy. You want to be the trusted guy yeah. that that wants to just help. And if I can't help, let me refer you to someone who can. And yep. that's where I find I do quite well in. And and I'm very lucky that. I have good people around me, much smarter people than me that I can rely on. And well, smarter in this specific field exactly at the right. moment because you're a bit of a sponge. Yeah, and, and you, you have to be a sponge and you have to be able to learn, but it's time is money. And if you can bring in the right person now, bring them in now, solve the problem, save the customer some money, and in return, you gain trust in a really good longstanding relationship. So, no, the, the, the switch from building to IT has been a godsend for me. It's changed my life. Um, I'm forever grateful for Jimmy for giving me the chance when I had spiders on me and because he identified that, yeah, maybe I'm not the super techie nerd. but I think that I, can be an advantage sometimes. Oh, man. yeah. Like I, I look at – I have conversations with, you know, business owners and, and, and you know, leaders in, in thought and industry and my ability to understand a problem is really good. Mm-hmm. Um but when it comes to actually how do I implement the technology, well, there are people much smarter than me. Well, that's right. You just need to open the door yeah. um, and fight, find that you're right, the right fit. Mm. I'm and starting to dribble now because I've had a few sips of Coopers. Oh, it's delicious, Coopers it? Purple. The Coopers Purple. 5.2 standard drinks. <laughs> what do you think of it? Mate, I actually quite like it. I'm not a big XPA man, but um, I'm, I'm, I like it, you know. Um, I don't drink a whole lot these days. Um, I'm four beer band and home um Mm. because i've just changed my lifestyle drastically but um yeah i'm enjoying having a beer with you nick you know you know you especially the way that you talk to me in my dms it's about time that you know we met in person face to face is pretty good i'm tired of being pen pals man yeah you know we thought he was a bot personally personally i'd like to get kissed before i get fucked you know (laughs) (laughs) you'll have to uh, come down and visit me I would, mate. I love to. I love to. We were caught no. up a few times recently. We it's, it's, we it's, went it's to Jimmy's falafel. Ah, Jimmy's falafel. That was good. That was the uh, the pre-show, the pre-show uh, brainstorming session. Imagine last if we could week. get sponsored by them. Oh, honestly, I wanted to go in there and hate it, 
and I bloody <laughs> loved it. I, and everything about it, I hate people lining up. I hate this thing being, you know, hip and cool yeah, and happening. Don't be a sheep. No, you don't. And far out, son of a gun, you go in there, you eat it, and go. Shit, that was good. And then you see the bill and go, fuck. Yeah. I wish I'd went to the yeah. kebab store down the road. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, the falafel. Delicious. Oh, delicious. I, I, got it, I thought it was it was great. I just finished doing um, 75 day hard and I was on a pretty strict diet and I couldn't chop the whole thing down. It's so big. I remember. And, and Nick and I just, just opened the... Uh, the floodgates. The fl- yeah, just into the trough and whoosh. <laughs> and so... Shark, Shark Park was flooded. Yeah. <laughs> But no, no, just before we go on, I, I want to talk about that 75 hard. You've obviously lost a bucket load of weight, Stu, and you're looking bloody lean and mean. How do you feel? Man, it was probably the best thing. Like, okay, so I didn't do it exactly how it's written. I said, if I'm going to do this, I need to do it for a lifestyle. So I gave myself a total of 20 drinks limit for the 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. And if I had two drinks one week, they'd be deducted. If I didn't have any, I'd still have that in, 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 um, in my bank. Um, I went out a total of two or three times but nothing excessively um but it was just like okay every morning i'm up at 5 30 have about 14 coffees because <laughs> i'm tired as fuck mm. um and then run run do my run every day you would have seen the loops on yeah. instagram yep. uh, and at, at the start i was like fuck i hate this run but then i'd be like waking up going i can't wait to go on this run and then um, I was making sure that I, my whole day was structured because I come from uh, a Rudolf Steiner school um, from, from kindergarten to year nine. And that school's like, no, you learn at your own pace, dude. Right. Uh, no homework, you know. And then I went to a public school and had to adjust. And yeah. I was always late doing those types of things. So what I learned from the process is I had a lot of things that I needed to work on myself as well because you, you're reading, you have to read 10 pages a day of a self-help book. Um, I was listening to that, listening to multiple podcasts, um, and I realized there's a few things that I, I needed to improve on. One was um, is 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 emotionally regulating, so I can be more in control of my emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm a, I can be an emotional type of person sometimes, and that can, you know, be great when it's in a, in a good environment, but also um, I let things get to me that I couldn't process properly, and I realized through my whole life, I... Growing up as a child, what's happened is, you know, with my mom, my dad, all this stuff, I've matured in, in, a, in, in a lot of ways, but had a lot of immaturities in other ways. So, one, I didn't have structure. Two, I wasn't able to uh, sometimes emotionally regulate and let things get to me because I just so, I would push things under the rug and not deal with them. You know, someone pissed me off. I oh, don't, don't worry about it. Someone did this, don't worry about it. Oh, this is happening. Don't worry about it. And, and I became a bit of a closed, closed off person because of it. You know, sometimes I'm an oversharer, sometimes I'm an undersharer. Some, you know, you wouldn't know if you saw me how stressed my stress levels were. Like I did blood work before it and the blood work showed my cortisol levels ridiculously high, right? Mm-hmm. And um, testosterone had dropped. So overall, my testosterone has gone up by like ridiculous amounts. I'm in my t- early 20s again with my testosterone levels. Cortisol just dropped drastically. Right. But adding structure into your life and having certain elements like you you got a very structured life yeah um improves just your mental well-being um you know just going i'm gonna do this when i feel like it i learned how to do things regardless of how i feel you know mm. like i'd be like fuck i don't want to do that today for work because i don't feel like it mm. and being the boss yeah you can but that's poor leadership for me mm. i should be like like you you're hunting every day trying to prove a purpose and a mm. point and i wasn't living my purpose or point so 
but and I was drinking far too much on the weekends, and it, I'm not. I, I, it takes me days to recover from that, mm. and it wasn't fulfilling where I want to go and how I want to achieve things. So if you see all these changes in my business at the moment, these are de- direct reflection from doing all these little things. You might think they're little. Write out a daily task. Tick them off. You know how good it is to feel like you're ticking something off mm. and you're done? Even mm. if it's just you got a list of 10 and you get through six, that's an achievement, right? Yeah. Then you've got a big list next day. But as long as you're ticking things off, as long as you get more structure in your life and more purpose and driven, I think it's the best thing that anyone could ever do. And it's changed the way I eat. I was so strict in the way I was eating. I was eating the same thing every day at the same time. Now, if I go out and I'm getting on the beers, I won't eat till two o'clock. I'm calorie counting, so if, if I don't go excessive, mm. and the next day I don't pay for it because you know if you go to the bracket on a Friday, those beers are three hundred calories each. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'd have ten beers there, three thousand calories. Mm. Your body's only burning two thousand calories at rested. Then you might have burned a thousand there. Then you're going to eat food. You're, you're two, three thousand in surplus. Mm. So you've ruined your whole week of training. So it's really good. No, I, I good. recommend it to anyone. You're going to become mentally stronger. You're going to have more purpose and drive and you'd be a happier person. I don't know if you notice the changes in me. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think you've got a, a new zest, zest for everything you do and, and it, you can see that the changes in the business and the, the steps forward in the business are definitely as a result of you having some some fuel in the tank to, to make it's, these it's changes. It's fuel in the tank and it's also, like I just said to you, emotionally being out of control myself. I think that's a very attractive quality for a male. Mm. If you can sit there and... Um, be very well spoken about your purpose and, 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 and not bite at everything and be direct. It's pretty good. I don't know. I, I, I feel clear. I can have bigger conversations with most people around me right now. I don't have, I'm not putting anything under the rug. I feel strong, man. I feel, I feel finally strong. You know, I feel good because two, two years of COVID was just a, a mental fuck and, and I wasn't living a structured life because mm. of it. Nick, so, how do you kind of stay sharp how do you you know obviously we all go through moments ups and downs and you know especially when there are you know changes that some are in your control some are out you know you've got a business that you know you rely on on top of that you do have things happening on the side but how do you make sure that you stay um you know in that zen in that you know i am the master of my own destiny how do you what what sort of tricks do you kind of apply? Yeah, so my life is is pretty structured, I think. I have my certain things that I need to get done. So I still do all the packing and stuff for our orders. So generally, like, I'll wake up in the morning, do the packing, and then I'll normally do, like, a, a lunchtime workout, and then, uh, then I'll fill out all my, like, emails and that kind of thing. And I just find that I need to have that exercise during the day otherwise i go nuts and so there's some days if i can't get that in i just feel like i need to get it done the next day first thing yeah right um i also find that getting into the ocean is a massive reset for me and so before i took my business full-time and i was working full-time elsewhere like during covid i pretty much didn't get in the water for like two years and it was just sending me nuts and that was the one of the main reasons that I really pushed to start my own business so I could run on my own clock. Um, but even just getting in the water, having a body surf like once a week, 
just really resets my mind. Just sitting out there, I feel like it's, for me, it's like the ultimate form of meditation. Mm-hmm. I don't really do like any like gratitude journaling or meditation separately. Yeah, neither do I. But, yeah. um, but I just find like just sitting out in the water, it's, it, it just clears your mind. It's mm-hmm. like it's hard to think about other things when you're just sitting there looking back. The water's just like beautiful. We live in the best country. Like we have so many mm-hmm. great beaches and that kind of thing. And like I was just so upset with myself for the past couple of years just not being able to enjoy that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much how I keep myself focused. I think, I, just, I think a lot of us did regress in some ways you know, over the last couple of years because of COVID, but we've come out better you know like it brought the sense of people wanting to be around people oh, you know? it brought an appreciation for for each other and that's where you look now and you know people are possibly overspending um, mate we're, the, we are about to hit the biggest recession in history oh 100%. the housing market's gonna i was about to buy a house last month mm. I, I put a few offers in and then I look at the market. And I'm going, man, these these are going to crash in April. I might as well wait because mm. look at the look at the rate, interest rate, interest rates are going up. Mm. Yeah, they're still going. And then then look Amer- at the currency compared to America. Like, I mean, I used to. It's sixty cents. It's really good because I get paid from U.S. dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Not good for so, us because uh, we we buy in U.S. dollars. So. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm happy to uh, sponsor the podcast with the U.S. currency at the moment. Once it bounces back, see you later, boys. Yeah. <laughs> The milky, the, iPhone, bar, the milky yeah. bars are on me. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like you just got to look at America kind of sets everything with interest rates. And I feel like Australia is going a little bit slow on the raising of rates. Well, we we, we found we, – we were watching the market with the Yakuru because we want to buy a lot of land and property. And our partners in Switzerland's housing market crashed by about 30%. And they're, they're one of the litmus tests. If Once Switzerland crashes – and um, the rest of the world uh, follows suit. So they've obviously crashed a little bit harder than others because they'll 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 hide in the l- so much Russian money. Mm. How much Russian money do you think of those Swiss banks? Oh, <laughs> those banks are <laughs> they got raided for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, well um, Kanye got raided. There's a yay, the yay, yay. He because I think a couple of anti-Semitic comments. He said, and they and they a tweet, seized, yeah. But I, I think. Call me out if I'm wrong, but that's his money, regardless if he said the right or wrong thing. Yeah, so they, he, they just told him to find a different bank. Right. Yeah, so you got to realize his money. You got to realize America. If you look at all the top entertainment news and banking, who owns it? You're not allowed to say. You can't say. Jewish community. Yeah. Oh, now you're cancelled. Oh, I'm cancelled. I'm out. We're, we're out. out. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you and Kanye can hang out we've on lost, the island. <laughs> we've, we've lost our big budget of six Coopers purple. <laughs> we're getting cancelled for toxic masculinity. I don't know what we're doing. No. Yeah, I just think he, he kind of went about it in a, maybe the wrong way. He went on Piers Morgan. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah. yeah. But if, if you look at... The, Boy. If you look at the whole fight that Taylor Swift has been doing the past couple of years with her ownership of her records and that kind of thing, it's the same battle. It's just she's done it a very different way. way. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, she was pretty smart. She um, what did she do? Spotify. She took all her music off Spotify at one point, yeah. and they had to come to her. So yeah, I don't know. Um, Kanye is a bit eccentric. Well, but you know, given the volatility of of money at the moment. You know, Nick, and I know you double a bit in this. 
alternative currencies. Alternative. I like, I like the you phrase. Like that one? Did you just invent that? Like, yeah, I did. Mate, I like I it. This tech world's got you by oh, the balls, I'm mate. mate. I'm there. Don't worry. Um, well, you know, you're looking at all these alternative currencies and, you know, what, what goes up must come down, but will it go up again? You know, especially in time of recession. Oh, not not during recession, mm. but um, I feel like I, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and generally, during times of recession is when the biggest businesses are built. When when you saw that during COVID, right? Yeah, but even, even if you look back to like the dot com bubble, the like Amazon, Google, they all came out of that recession, and whoever whoever beats the recession, whoever can make it out of the recession will be the guys who are at the top. So especially with these like alternate currencies, you just got to look at who's doing well during this difficult time. And because the guys who come out by the end of it will be the top. Who's doing well at the moment? Well, I think uh, like Binance is doing really well at the moment. They're still kicking along quite well. They haven't dropped as much as a lot of the like the Bitcoin, Ethereum has. So it's called BNB. Yeah, I know, I know exactly yeah, what it so is. They're, they're like an exchange. So yeah. we're, we're looking at when we're doing our token, either Ethereum, Binance or another type of token yeah. to build off the back of, right? Yeah, but I, like I, I wouldn't recommend building on Binance. I don't. I agree, totally agree. Yeah. We're going to go through Ethereum for yeah, that. Yeah, I think Ethereum's definitely the way to go with it. Um, but We've already built it on Ethereum, so yeah. we're just ready to launch in a few months. But keep going. Yeah, and um, well, yeah, like I guess... The currencies that have like a use case are gonna do better in the near term. Okay, okay. Now this is pretty cool, right? So you you will see what use case does mostly these these currencies have. You got Ripple, banking industry, Ethereum. Just everyone builds their platforms off, so they use that as a blockchain. It's easy to do. Obviously, the gas prices are high. Bitcoin, you can't do shit with. So which which one has utility value? So what? That's the biggest thing, right? What has utility value? All these meme coins and all these crypto punks come in and do pump and dumps. And they know that anyone who gets in the, the top of the... It's all a massive pyramid scheme, right? At the end of the day, that's what crypto is. Not just crypto. I think life is a bit like that. Well, I was, I, was, like I, was, that. I was thinking like that. If you look at like Conor McGregor and all these people, they make millions of dollars and the, where they make their money from is from the poorer people. That's where they get all their money from. So all the people that get in early at the top of the chain, the sponsors, this and that, they'll make all the money and then it just triples down. It's the same theory in, in crypto, right? Yeah. Same theory in buying shares, all this stuff. So who, yeah, I, I don't know who to, how to win in this crypto world. Like biggest advice I can say is don't buy crypto when you're drunk because um, <laughs> I've lost a fortune from that. I bought five grand. It's down to like 58 bucks right now. <laughs> lost my login. I don't care. I've done my ass. Which has the best utilities? Why will they be around? Do you have any advice on that? Well, I think Ethereum has the most ability to, like, it's it's great to build on. Have they done the merge yet? Yeah, the, I think the merge has happened. So now it's a proof of proof of stake. Okay. Which which drastically reduces gas the prices. amount of gas prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it makes it more environmentally friendly. And because... Ethereum, what are the gas prices? Like, this is all... Hosting is that what it is really? Oh, well, I haven't I haven't looked at what the gas prices are at the moment. But so a proof of proof of work. So what Bitcoin is on every time that the the Bitcoin gets confirmed is every computer agreeing that this is the ledger and that's what the the, the gas ends up coming to. But Ethereum now is a proof of stake. 
So it works differently. Yeah. But it's pretty much like your computer agreeing with someone else's yeah, computer. Yeah, we, we like, were going to do and launch a token, but we are doing and launch a token and, and, and an FT. But you've got to stage it out because gas prices can murder you. So people won't invest in you if the gas prices are high. So I don't know if you understand what but we're No, I'm in, I'm in. So, so you've got a bit of crypto, don't you? You're a bit of a crypto yeah, punk. I, I'm horrific. I'm, <laughs> but I don't even want to look. So on, on Ethereum, they have layer twos now. Yeah. So there's these companies that have built on Ethereum and it's like another layer below Ethereum and the gas prices are really cheap. So there's a thing like, it's called Polygon. I know who Polygon is, yeah. Yeah, so there's Polygon, there's Matic. And so they're all based on Ethereum and Ethereum confirms their transactions, but it's a, it's a much cheaper gas price. So you also have that benefit of being on Ethereum and the... I guess Ethereum is the most decentralized. Yeah. And so a lot of people want to go with them rather than going with another. But what a, what a volatile industry, right, to be in because you know how people make valuations from their company on this? They use three platforms, Telegram, Discord, and Twitter. And yeah. this, is the, this is based on what everyone in crypto you do, used to do their investments. And if you're in a good group of people, you can, you know, yeah. do some crazy shit. What's that? What was that um, company in the States that everyone pumped and dumped on? Or they, um, oh, yeah. they, 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 they destroyed the, um, the venture capital. Yep. Cause yep. of a, cause and of a Luna, <laughs> Luna, Luna. No, it was the, um, GameStop or stop game or whatever. Oh, what is the it? actual stop GameStop. GameStop. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, all through this Reddit, is exact, channels and exactly stuff, yeah. what they do with, with crypto. Crypto's, yeah. yeah. But I still think the crypto is still kind of finding the right use case. And then what happens when all the banks bring out their own currency and they try and, you know, yeah. are we going to be such um, derelicts and, and take on the world or what are we doing? Yeah, well, I think it's, it's kind of similar to how the whole buy now, pay later is working at the <laughs> moment as well. That's crashing, man. Yeah, so it's crashing, but there's such a saturation in it and all the banks are getting into it now as well and so it's just about who who ends up at the top at the end who's gonna but those things are crazy right they don't do a credit check for anything under a thousand bucks yeah so they're saving like 48 dollars there like insane mm. so they're, they're to prove anyone yeah, so if, if it was a cryptocurrency recommendation, it'd definitely be the Yukuru when it comes out. Right? Well, the Yukuru is actually going to provide a lot of utility value and it's going to give a lot back to the community. We're, we're pretty much going to build a cult. Yeah. You know, well, a like, cult-like following. We're not obviously a, a religion or a church, but we want to be a, a community of like-minded people that are out there to help each other um, yeah. go forward and be better in life. And we'll reward people for helping people out. Like... You know, how good would it be to go up in levels um, in, in the obviously the token or the NFT based on how you contribute to the community in a positive way? Yeah. Well, like my main use case idea for an NFT. Was this the conference one? Oh, uh, no, this, this is a different one. But I just gave you my second main idea. But the yeah. first main idea is like a super fan. So artists find it so hard to make all their music and that kind of thing make money from it yeah like majority of their money comes from like apparel sales and that kind of thing or concerts yeah concerts apparel um but imagine if you wanted to get a ticket to kanye and every time that you got a ticket to see him it was an nft ticket and that gave you extra credit towards the future which means that you get onto his like 
Yeah, but like there's obviously like doing all these NFTs and metaverse, there's obviously a new industry has been created, right? Yeah. So in future, some artists might only perform in the metaverse. You know what I mean? They might do yeah. a live concert in the metaverse. You know what the audience goes from? It goes from a 20,000 stadium to millions of participants. Yeah. So they, they're not going to be broke, man, especially be a yay. Taylor Swift, oh, she's all time. Mate, she, um, look, credit to her. She dug her heels in and, and won, you know? Simple as what that. Would, what would Taylor Swift's NFT do? What, what would you get? What credits would you get? She's a cat owner, isn't she? Yeah, she's got a few cats. Yeah, she cats. seems like one. Yeah, <laughs> still need to get a harness to her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you have you DM'd her? I reckon you would have. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> we just get it going. Yeah, but uh, I don't think that's so the one, same. One of the main issues with like uh, trying to get to a Taylor Swift concert is actually getting the ticket. So you can imagine they have like so many super fans that there should be like a tiered system where if like if you've listened to a certain amount of Taylor Swift on Spotify, you get early access to the tickets. That's very smart, yeah. And, yeah, but and, I understand. And stuff could be incorporated into an NFT. Cause and how do you obviously monetize that? You, you obviously the resale of the NFT or? Yeah, well, generally every every resale of an NFT. That 10% gets get, put back get into the DOA. Yeah. yeah, and imagine if you, if you were like a Taylor Swift super fan for the past 10 years... Are but you, you don't want to go to concerts anymore. You could sell that NFT off to someone for a certain amount of money, and then it'd be split. And they, with they Taylor. Can, yeah, it'd be split with Taylor, and then they get to jump the queue, and they get right to the front of the the, the ticketing. Yeah, I like it. I think that's a good idea. We could build that. We should. We can do it in a day, but we gotta get one big person. Yeah, who's the biggest in the room? Well, maybe the biggest. It's our, our friend over there. Hebrew bots have great jaw lines. What's we going do. on? We do. Um, just good genes, mate. Croatian, good genes, Argentine. Good genes and just eating liver as kids and yeah, <laughs> chewing on pump, gummies. Yeah, it pumps it up. Like. <laughs> so we're gonna make a gummy for you. What would what would we put in it? Oh, what a great question. Let's let's do that both of you. Let's go. Let's go with Nicholas first. <clears throat> well, what what would I want in it? Yeah, I think I'd need a bit of bit of creatine. It'd be good to have the greens in there as well. We can get um 250 grams of greens into one. Unbelievable. Gummy. Insane, right? Yeah. That's Unbelievable. Like, that's like two scoops of the cup. Does it taste like green. shit or does it, can you get like a... It tastes like heaven. Like <laughs> I, I'm picturing like, uh, is it cooler, the the cordial? Every it's, it, it, We can make that flavour oh, if you yum. want. Imagine that. Yum. Like, you could come to us. Oh, like the, you'd be all greened out. It'd be unreal. I told you about that plan, right? We want to do a flagship store where you go in and it's just like the M&M store in yeah, New York. Yeah, it's like when you, you go to the movies. Yeah, you, you get a bag of gummies. We'll put the colour on what they do. You know, you don't want to take the libido gummy when you go to the movies Ooh. if you're the wrong crowd, right? Well, it might work out for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cut a hole in the popcorn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> will go take me back to my teenage years. No, so you'd say you were saying Creo. A bit of Creo, bit of bit of greens, because I feel like it's hard to really get all your greens in during the day. A hundred percent. Magnesium. I feel like magnesium yeah. is something that a lot of people miss out on. Well, you, you probably get a lot of that because you're in the ocean all the time. A lot of magnesium in the ocean. Yeah, hopefully. There is. Osmosis. Does it go through the skin? Osmosis. Maybe? What a word. <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> people are going to think we're nerds. I have a science degree, <laughs> so. We're all going to go to the dictionary and the thesaurus and learn some new words for next episode. But yes, nah, very good. And then um, I think... I think... Uh, yeah, just stuff to keep you hydrated. I feel like a lot of people... Yeah. 
Um, we'll put a whole bunch of electrolytes in it. Yeah, a bit of electrolytes. Yeah, look, <laughs> this, this gummy's going to be the size of a brick. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to taste good. It's be like one of those rainbow snakes, you know. You've got yeah, different oh, flavors all the way yeah, through. Yeah, the killer python. Because I'm, I'm generally a good sleeper, so I don't think I really need too much help there. Are you, are you dissing your crew sleep? You've had a whole lot of that and you don't like it? No, I, I just don't think I need the help. Shut your I mouth. Need, I need the help. Shut your mouth. A lot of, a lot of people do. I need the help. Sh- zip it. <laughs> no, I, no. I, yeah. I need I, the I, help. You've noticed the REM difference? The yeah, REM the, difference is insane. The ability... I don't remember dreams, but when I... When you dream, you dream When big. I dream, I dream real big. And <laughs> there have been... I dream many things. There have been some shockers. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and it's, was that it, the melatonin one? Yeah, that, that one game. My I, goodness, bro! Oh. I had one. One the first time I had it, I wrote a song in my head and sung it for eight hours. I'd have woke up, I was exhausted, <laughs> and it was a great song, and I could remember it. No, I, I had a pretty morbid. Was, yeah, I had, had a pretty morbid one. I had um, my, my two brothers and my dad. We were in the Ukraine. And in, before the war, <laughs> no. You, this is like now, like no! now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're there right now. We're yeah, in the metaverse. Um, no, no. We're in the we're in the Ukraine, and we, the Russian soldiers were like, you know, interrogating like the whole village of which we were Australian spies that were helping out, right? And so what we were doing is, as the Russians were going through the different towns and trying to pick these. Um, pick these towns off and take over. We were like this, just four-person militia. No way. Yeah, yeah. And, and, we, and we were just protecting each particular town, and it was wild. We're in these like. It sounds like what's that game that you play? Where you got to use clans, clash of clans. Yeah. Oh, mate. In it, the metaverse, it was something else. And so we're going through these towns and and. You know, it, it's four against four hundred. Like, and you know, I've got Mark, my little brother, like sneaking into a Russian tank and starting to turn fire to like cover us. And mate, he'd be the wizard out of you guys. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. He'd have a, he'd have, he's got a and he's got a nuke button somewhere. Like I just don't know where. Like, <laughs> but it, it carried on. It went for hours. Eventually, something morbid happened, and the the old man got shot. And what happened? Was that scary to wake you up? Oh, yeah. I woke up. I was saturated. Oh, like, it was insane. It, I must have given you a nightmare. Whatever you gave me. <laughs> it, it doesn't paint a good picture. Mate, yeah. I, I've had <laughs> yeah. some good ones. Yeah, cool. like, <laughs> sweet dreams. I don't know. So sweet. <laughs> I've, I've had a, a hot air balloon experience. I just remember being in a hot air balloon what? for ages. Just going, this is nice. Like, you were just floating, floating about. Floating along. along. But no, nah, this one was a you're, shocker. You're just the up. What's oh. that? <laughs> no, so but if if I could if I could put whatever I wanted in gummies, I'd want a I'd want a fat burner, one hundred percent, mate. Right? I would want I would want so you help want me, with you want me sleep. To put liquid heroin. <laughs> <laughs> you won't have no. to eat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go to Tassie, get some opioids, and yeah. we got ya. you. We got you ain't shit though either. Yeah, Clog no, no. I, I, I really want to poo. So, I, yeah, maybe some prunes, some prune juice in the gummy. There's Many p- help you. So, what would your gummy be? Yeah, so I'd go definitely some sort of fat blaster of some description. I'd want. It's funny. You want to lose weight, but you want to gain size. So you go like, 
you, yeah, you can still gain size at 40% calorie deficit as long as you get the mo- right amount of protein. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. So you'd want a bit of Creo in there. You'd want your greens just because it's healthy and you can never get enough so greens. So have got in. a rainbow fucking gummy We have a right full now. serpent that yes, I want. Like. Gonna- <laughs> um, but then the biggest one for me would, is the ability to allow me to sleep consistently. Yeah, that's a tough that, one, that's, right? that, that one. You're, you're obviously a big thinker. Yeah, it... it the last sort of well i've always had trouble sleeping which i think maybe it well let's stop dreaming so well big. i think i always think maybe at, at birth you know i just missed out on the ability to sleep it just stayed in my mum, and then it was passed on to nick and who nick can sleep standing up so it i thought he was asleep oh ago. it kills me it kills hey, me nick, i just awake <laughs> <laughs> so definitely it'd be anything to help me sleep consistently. I totally agree with that. I think that's the number one thing that you need to relieve stress, mm. recover, and uh, and have longevity in life. You know, if you don't have a good sleep pattern, you know, it's not good. No. Yeah, there's a really good podcast from uh, Dr. Huberman. Yeah, Andrew Huberman. He's talking about theanine. He's talking about uh, magnesium, threonate, and um, having an apigen. And, and if you put those three formulas together... Uh, apparently you get a great sleep i've tried the, that there's so many things you can do at the start of the day that help yeah so getting like, up getting your eyes in the sun early yeah, sun, yeah. early sunlight so that resets your um like, uh what's what's it called it's delaying the sun on the eyes on the face on the skin yeah. delaying <laughs> your first coffee until over an hour after waking as well apparently yeah is a is a helpful thing mate and I- then watching the sunset for like 10 minutes apparently just like is that right? gets you in the zone. It's been raining in Australia for the last six yeah, months. Yeah, we haven't seen much. Yeah, time. maybe 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 terribly. Just get a big screen TV and put the sunset on every day. Just stick your Oculus goggles on in the metaverse. You can watch the sunset whenever you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, this world is going to be so crazy. Like I can see how that there's going to be so many good applications, like for doctors and stuff. They could be offsite and help with surgeries. Mm. But there's going to be so many people that are just going to live in their basement and order dominoes. And oh, it's scary. It's scary. And they're going to have a really hot um, emoji or um, avatar. So they'll go attract some people in the metaverse. And when they catch up, catfish, they'll be the fat four. <laughs> fat four, you know. It's all, it's all catfish, man. Everyone, yeah. everyone trades on um, transactional relationships these days. So, well, speak, well, speaking, not, not quite relationships, but rather you know, your own sort of self-worth and and I guess us being males. This is a, this is a, this is a bit of a, this is a, a, a topic at the moment. Yeah, we we'll dance around it. Yeah, so, you know, uh, we currently, um, it, it's Movember at the moment and, you know, Movember is a cause that is designed to support um, males, you know, going through, some tough times um, mentally and, and you know, to do with suicide and, and substance yeah. abuse and, and, you know, running away from reality and well, all this sort of thing. And I think I'd love to hear everyone's thoughts on, you know, what do you see as, you know, what is a strong male? And, yeah. And, and what, you know, what in key ingredients do you see? Uh, and, and is it okay to be a weak male? Do you know what I mean? He's like, you're talking about alpha and beta, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, I, look everyone's going to have elements of both, right? And then you're going to have some that are on the extreme scale of alpha 
and you got someone the, the extreme scale of beta um i think a strong man is someone that can show vulnerability you know if you can be vulnerable and be honest with your emotions and be able to talk about it and not be afraid I mean, that's that's incredibly strong especially in this world right now where eight out of nine suicides i believe are men um so you know we're obviously afraid to speak we're we're afraid to be vulnerable and we think some people just think oh i'm going through this hell or no one else has been through it but if you for example we've had a chat this week you've mm. been through something similar we're not mm. going to get into what that was about mm. um and and just talking about things make you feel better right yeah because once you're exposed to something like you're exposed to a, a fear of sharks you're going to not want to go on the water mm. when you're exposed to anxiety you're going to think you're going to get anxiety all the time and that relates to depression as well so it's really about trying to be vulnerable and understand that you're not alone and um you can talk your way out of this and it's day by day it's not like oh, i'm going to be depressed forever i need to get on medication it's just like figure out what your goals are write them down and do whatever you can to get yourself out of that slump where training would be the number one get, get in the gym get a sweat on um Go talk to your mates, your family, your friends, psychologists, whatever, and um, and put a plan in place. Have structure. We just spoke about this. Mm -hmm. Most people that are depressed have no structure, and they don't even know what their purpose is. They're just going on the hamster wheel of life. They go, I'm going to work at Coles. I'm going to work this, and they don't have any ambition because they don't they haven't thought about it. So, have some goals. Whether that's to learn the guitar, learn a language, it doesn't have to be career wise, mm. but accomplish something and then you'll feel better about yourself do the tasks do the day things and every day no matter how you feel you'll improve and mm. you've got to talk your way out of it you can't just sit in that hole and expect everyone to lift you up no one's going to save you but you mm. so I, I think being vulnerable uh, having structure and purpose in your life that's a strong man showing leadership and obviously looking after the person you love looking after people around you like if you i'm always going to shower the person i love i'm always going to look after my family friends that's just who i am i don't care if people take advantage of that because that's how i am as a person i want people to have good lives mm. so honor your values and yeah, stick strong to your values and boundaries mm. that's no, it's really it's really well put nick yeah i think that um it's it's so important to learn to love yourself 100 and I think that's what people find the hardest thing to do. And like, you just have to work out how to do that, really. And it, it, it can take friends, being with friends and family. It can take going to the gym, working out. It can take going on nature walks or swims. But you just have to find that, that love for yourself. Exactly. And, and be, be forgiving of yourself. And not everyone's perfect and everyone will go through a hard time and you might do things that you're not happy with, but you have to be able to forgive yourself before you can really be be comfortable and be able to dig yourself out of that hole. Do you think there's unreali unrealistic expectation on people to be perfect these days? I oh, reckon there is. Oh, 100%. Massively. 100%. Like, I am fucking got that many faults, it's not funny. Yeah. And, and every day you're trying to improve on them, right? So if you can identify them, yeah work on them like especially with social media everyone just posts the the perfect picture of what their life is but you don't absolute know. manipulation right yeah you don't know what's going on behind the oh, scenes it's complete and bullshit like you can't compare yourself to that 
mate i've seen i've said this in previous podcasts these couples posting so happy mate <laughs> they're totally opposite yeah. I, it doesn't matter what you do on instagram because it's just it's a it's a false economy right mm. and if you buy into that false economy that's on you so you should know 95 percent of life's boring five percent's great we're putting the five percent up there yeah and if you're judging yourself and you're getting depressed over that get the fuck off it yeah. unfollow fit people if you're not fit and go on your own fitness journey yeah don't compare yourself to anyone else because you know we're all got our strengths and weaknesses you know most of these hot people are full-blown narcissists they've got no empathy no love no impact they're just going on day to day without any purpose you know they don't care about like look at luke sits on boards look at you you do multiple things for your community that's the type of people you should surround yourself with you know be around the community and that that will get you out of your slump for me for me i I do a fair bit um, outside of my nine to five. And the thing that I get greatest fulfillment out of is seeing other people succeed because of, you know, my influence. That means that, you know, if you have taught someone a soft skill and as a result of that, they have achieved something that they wanted to, or if you've set an example for someone who is looking for an example and and you know they've done good as a result that is the greatest uh, battery charge for me that i get and it, it's you sometimes you'd neglect yourself because you are invested in others and nick makes a really good point of if you don't you know if, if you don't love yourself and you don't have time for yourself and and are willing to acknowledge that you're not perfect but you're trying and that's okay then when you if you can establish that within you then you will always keep moving forward and but but, you, but your value is right there you've had people do the same thing for you exactly right, right? exactly that's a learnt right. skill right yeah yeah and you've appreciated that so those people that have helped you through the way like along this blockchain they should be going fuck i've done something for luke yeah. now he's passing on my knowledge and luke's learned his own knowledge is passing on and then the next kid I, I always remember that there you know there are people in my life that said you know how do i however you know how do i thank you and they go just do for someone what i did for you exactly right a- and you go what a great lesson of this is a you know idiot proof way to make the world a better place and there's, mate, it's, it's no better feeling, right? No, it, it is so enlightening to have um, a bunch of people that you trust, that they trust you, they have investment in you, they care in you. And so even when you feel down and, you, you know, and, and you're under pressure, you know that you have this unwavering support and that it, and I, I use one of my favorite sayings that, um, a mentor of, and very good friend of Nick and I, a guy called Dunstan D'Souza, he always tells us- I will, see you post with that he, guy. He, will, he goes, he tells us, it will all be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. And that's cool. If that echoes when times are tough, if that echoes in your head, you will come out the other side and go, fuck, he's right. Yeah. You know? And, and so from a male point of view- vulnerability super important something that i struggle with because i see myself as i need to be an example that's in my head and it's sometimes what an example would be if you did show vulnerability yeah i know but the problem is like you get 
in your own head going, I can't show vulnerability or I can't show weakness because people will interpret that weakness as a deficiency when in fact Dude, that is actually a that's a strength that's exactly a right so that's strength so for me that is something that i you know speaking openly that is something that i battle with at the moment where but what a, what a world that you feel because you're probably growing up with your dad's old school my mm. dad's old school being vulnerable <laughs> they, mm. they're not vulnerable people man no they're not they're not they grew up in a time where they're Family came back from war. Mm. My dad went to Vietnam for a couple of weeks. He talks about. I don't think he ever went there. I think got a plane, got a, <laughs> you know, you know. But these guys are, are built differently, right? Yeah, yeah. And and they've they've blocked off these emotions. But they, if they just showed some vulnerability and, and show that it's okay, then I think. You but know, you know what? And and you know, I won't go into detail too much on it. But my my family went through a bit of a situation, and and my my father, who is probably one of the hardest men that i know eccentric yeah he, he, he is he is absolutely brilliant but to his own detriment sometimes right and but we got to a point where when all when all else failed dad became vulnerable and open and it was this it was the, the strongest thing that i've ever seen out of my father right and there you and, go. and, and we were, we were struggling as a family to make you know certain situations work yada 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 as soon as he flipped the switch and went i need help everything improved like drastically you know so you can't teach an old dog new tricks well i think you can mate i, I think you can but it's not just males females are starting to become hardened right they should yeah. they should show some vulnerability too because you got this massive feminist movement. You got this massive menemist. Like everyone's trying to. We're all humans, you know. At the end of the day, it's good to be vulnerable. It's good to be nurturing to the people around you, mm. and it's good to be a liver king like Nick. You know? <laughs> live off the live off the land. Be wholesome, and life will be good. Get off Instagram. But we're on a lot um, contradiction. But mm. if you haven't gone having a tough time, get the fuck off social media. Especially now, if you're comparing yourself to other people. Yeah, it's like really comparing, tough. Comparing your body, there's a lot of yeah. body dysmorphia. Even yeah. men have body dysmorphia. I think I think that the body dysmorphia in men is completely ignored. It's huge, yeah, and, and it, uh, it is incredibly tough when you're in an like steroid use is so much higher than what is spoken about. You know, these things are temporary fixes. You know, people are undertaking cosmetic procedures to look better, right? That Have you seen, like, what's the name? Um, what's the, one of the Kardashians, she looks really hot now, but she used to be like the... Oh, uh, Chloe. She used to be yeah, the, yeah. the ugly duckling of them. Look at the amount of work she's yeah. put on, you know? But, but this is where, like, are you doing this for yourself? Are you doing this to please others? Why? She's had to do it because of her, her media lifestyle, right? Yeah, so. yeah. But I just think that you look at, you know, body dysmorphia being a perfect example where if you're not happy with yourself and you're looking to improve, you need to do it for yourself, not for others so or to compare. Let's go back to the 75 hard. I was so ashamed of my body when I started that. Like I hated myself every day and that was on me. Um, and that was for, you know, for a long period of time. And then come, come the last couple of weeks or something i'm running around with a shirt on i'm feeling good i'm walking yeah. around without a shirt on i'm looking at myself in the mirror going this this is this feels right. good i yeah. feel good I've, it's, it's not about having the perfect body but i was wasn't comfortable in my own shell because i grew up as an athlete mm. and i let myself go and then you don't realize how hard it is to drop that weight when you get older 
Yeah, well, you see it. You go, fuck, I dropped 15 kilos when I was 14 in two <laughs> weeks, right? It's not going to happen It's just the metabolism again. slows down and also the lifestyle. You just don't... Lack you know, of liver in Australia. Lack, yeah, well, I think that'll change. Fucking Nick bought it all for the cats. <laughs> Pet, pets eat. The cats eat. Would eat yeah, well, a shit actually, ton of liver. I have a meeting tomorrow. We've, um, we've actually been looking at expanding into cat treats. So I have a meeting tomorrow with a manufacturer, and so we'll be actually doing a bit of liver soon. But you won't use me because my factory's in the US. Yeah, uh, we're going to get Australian them. owned, but US based. But we're going to get them Australian made. So he uh, yeah, he wants the, he wants that kangaroo on yeah, it. Yeah, give me that kangaroo. He wants the kangaroo. I'm disappointed. Kangaroo liver. There you go. Yeah, well, we could make a cat gummy. Well, this is a then thing. Then we can start talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, I'm not sure how cats respond to gummies because they they don't uh, they don't taste sweetness, so it would have to be a very savoury gummy. Mate, we could we could do whatever you want. The new savoury yeah. gummy range for the cats. Yeah, maybe like a liver of kangaroo, venison, beef, chicken all love together. It. Love in it. One gummy. We could put a bit of collagen in there. Yeah. And a bit of um, a biotin for the hair. Oh, I'm just I, I'm, 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 I'm picturing it. just this like this pot. And, you know, there's Stu in there with a big ladle just moving it around the wooden spoon. The crazy, the crazy yeah. biochemist with no degrees is Googling. Oh, Google said the R&D is correct. Let's go. No. <laughs> so, we're, yeah, we're looking at freeze, freeze-dried food. I think that's the, the next big thing in, in the pet industry. That's exciting. Mate, I'm, I, I reckon your business model is insane. So, I, I think it's been great. But uh, I know that we have a bucket load of questions. That, yeah, we uh, do. So we're gonna, Stu's we're gonna. battery's almost run out. He's had that many questions fired in. I did. Now I've got to go find them, man. And now he's got to go find them. But in, before we say that, uh, Stu, you did mention that um, the best question gets wins a prize. Is that right? Yeah, man. And um, there's so many... Look, I'm not going to vote on this. I think that we can... How, how are we going to vote? Should we have a hand? I think it's just a hand. Just, you know. What was the date of the questions? I think it was on Monday or something. We, we, let's talk about something while I find yeah, it. Yeah, I got you. I got you. You got me? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sweating bullets here. I'm <laughs> under pressure. I'm under pressure. So, look, you know, we've been talking about all things healthy and um, we're also on the beers at the same time. So. Yeah. Uh, I, this probably brings up a topic of balance and you know as much as you know 75 hard is a really good structured way of of really pulling everything back in a line but you know h- how do you enjoy a, how do you enjoy a beer you know and do you earn a beer like how, how does nick fit you for example what why why do you drink there's a question yeah well i feel like yeah, I I don't mind drinking alcohol. I feel like the way I look at alcohol, especially beers and and whiskies and things, it's it's produce from the land, and so that's why I love tasting all these different beers, whiskies, gins. You can go to different countries, and it's just like a, a smorgasbord of what actually is produced from the land. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as it's not in absolute excess, you can you can find that balance. And so I normally keep my drinks to the weekend. 
So I normally go drink free during the week when so I'm training. So how many drinks would you have on the weekend? Because I say the Australian industry standard, if you have 20 drinks a week, you're an alcoholic. Yeah, so... Well, Shit. I, I am an alcoholic after yesterday. <laughs> I think uh, I think since moving since moving down the coast to Thoreau, like being a bit further away from everyone, I definitely drink less. Um, but yeah, like... There's, there's nothing better than cracking a cold beer with your friends and talking. I feel like beer does bring out vulnerability in your mates as well. So you can just talk on a deeper level. So, so you're doing that to extract information. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. He's a spy. Um, but like if, if that doesn't work for you, then like you don't need to drink either. Or if when you drink too much, you get silly and you do things that you're not comfortable with, then mm. you just have to find that balance I, which I, works I, for you. I found like I became a character that of expectation and I changed my who I actually am as a person because I'm a quite deep person if you actually know me. And everyone everyone that probably at C3 thinks I'm just this clown that likes to get on the piss and, you know, whatever. But that that's I, that has to change this year because of business. <laughs> I'll probably get sacked. Um, or I have to sack myself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, shoot you're fired yeah shit, shit uh, <laughs> do i still get paid no uh well I've, no, no but it's just like irresponsibility as a man like i went through that that period of covid and i just it was, it was such a good atmosphere at c3 at the time coming out of covid wasn't it just yeah. fucking it just <laughs> boosted this energy that uh the expectation of a party animal which i'm which i'm quite not i have spent a lot of time to myself but let's get into questions of the week. Some of these things, some of these questions um, are pretty difficult to answer, so you have to think about them. Um, I've, I've thought about one. I still don't know how to answer it. Right, let's but, hear it. But let's go into the first question. Quickest way to lose weight? Oh, drop the fork. <laughs> You're fasting? Yeah, if you are. You asked there's quickest, a, not healthiest. There's a, there's a bit of a trend going on at the moment that um. We so so let's refrain. The quickest way to lose body fat because I don't think you want to lose your, your muscle, right? Yeah. If you yeah. drop the fork, you're losing. You're still getting skinnier, but you're still mm. fat. Well, this is where it's a really interesting thought because you look at you know people like the Liver King, you know hunter gatherers, you know primal ancestral beings, testosterone injectors. Yeah, yeah, and they, yeah that too, um, but. I think the best way to lose body fat is to be just real strict about the quality and quality control what goes into your body. So if you establish a structure and it's it's crazy to think that chicken and broccoli six times a day will make you lose weight. Like yeah. when, when, you, when you pile chicken and broccoli, a bit of rice on a plate a day's worth for someone Nick's size or, or my size, or even your size, it's a lot of food. 90 kilos at the moment. I know, mate. I was 102 at the start of this challenge. Mate, you're almost in the pencil club below 90, which is... I can't do that. No, you don't want to be there. It's been pretty windy today. You'll have to watch yourself outside. <laughs> Scotty Kennedy's got hollow legs. He's at 88 or something, isn't he? There's nothing, there's nothing in there, is there? It mustn't be because he's 6 foot 19. It's not, that's not even and, Oh no height. He's built like an Adonis And he goes Oh I'm 85 I, re- I remember he came, he came to my house one night I was 85 at like age 9 He came to my house one night And I put the scales up By 8 kilos <laughs> 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 I said bro You're 96 <laughs> And he was freaking out He yeah. went home sookie And I went Oh I got him Nah well done No no So I think 
definitely the quickest way to lose body fat is to put structure into your diet um, and continue to do what you're doing, you know, weights, cardio. Look, unless your your body is elite, movement is good, yeah. you know, and, and any movement. But if you can regulate your diet and, and make it idiot proof, you will lose body fat 100%. What about you, Nicholas? Nick, is it Nicholas or Nick? Whatever you want. Father Nick? Whatever you want to call me. Jolly Chris, old. Chris Kringle? Yeah. I, like I think that... Um, Cooper Petey? Resistance training is massive, especially if you want to keep muscle and lose fat. Just by the, the fact of having more muscle, it'll it'll burn more calories. So you can look at maybe the natural bodybuilders. Like they've obviously... They're the ones that have the most muscle and the least amount of fat. Yeah. And so they're probably doing... Like their specific diets on um, my muscle, what is it? Uh, my fitness pal. Yeah, my fitness pal, yeah. Yeah, so they'd be tracking their macronutrients, high in protein generally, but the others can be interchanged. Like you can still be ripped on carbs or ripped on fats. I agree with you. Stuff. I think the most important is protein, but keep going. I've got a really yeah. good answer for this. It's very scientific because I've been researching <laughs> the shit out of it and, uh, and make, I'll get I'll debunk all your bro sciences yeah. that you ever heard. And then there's, there's a massive impact of, of sleep. You need to make sure you have... Well, that's where the cortisol, right? The hormone, yeah. yeah. So you can get to a point where no matter how hard you train, if you're not sleeping enough, your body's not recovering, you're not going to lose that fat. Um, and then, yeah, cutting alcohol will definitely help. That that bumps up the cortisol and bump. It gets your sleep gets ruined by alcohol drastically. Like yeah. if you look at your Whoop or you look at any type of smartwatch, your sleep goes out the window. Yeah. So here's 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 the think of it, right? People will sit here and go, "Man, I burnt five thousand calories today, and I've only eaten two thousand, so I'm burning three thousand calories." Based on that, I'm going to do 21,000 calories burnt this week and I'm going to lose three kilos, for example, because 7,000 calories equals a kilo. But here's the science behind it. Your body can only burn 31 calories per pound of body fat that you've got on you. So, for example, if you weigh, 100, if you, if you weigh um, 200 pounds, for example, and you're carrying 40 pounds of body fat, your body can only burn... 1320 calories of body fat that day so now you can start approaching your diet in a smarter way because one you need to keep the protein high so two two to two point grams of protein per kilo of body uh, per kilo of weight then you go okay so if my basal metabolic rate is 2000 calories a day based on my age height weight sex I, I if i do nothing and just sleep i'm going to burn 2000 if I go to the gym and lift weights, I'm going to burn about three to 400 calories. If I go on a run, I'm going to burn about 800 to 900 calories. If you figure those mathematics out without using your smartwatches and this and that, you can go and go, okay, well, I can only be in minus calorie deficit of 1,400 a day to burn that body fat. You're actually going to be doing a lot healthier. If you weigh any 60 kilos, you might only have to be in three, 400 calorie deficit. That's the max you can lose a day. So then we get rid of this drastic dieting and false pretenses that if I do 6,000 calories, I'm going to lose 3,000 calories in, in work. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, you just need to stick to what, like 5, there's a, 10% deficit. There's a, there's a massive, it's like a, a car, when it hits the red line, it doesn't go any further. Your body does the same. If you exert to a certain point, it doesn't burn anymore. It can't work any harder. Your, your metabolism is what your metabolism is. Mm. It almost has the opposite effect when you don't eat enough because you'll be losing testosterone. Exactly, exactly. Kind of so... 
the key thing is if you eat a lot of protein when you're in calorie deficit, you don't feel as hungry either. Protein th- synthesis, it heats your body up. It makes your body work harder too. So a lot of people go, oh, I'm just going to eat uh, celery and this and that. You've got to get your protein really high. That's going to help you get rid of your hunger stuff. If you start your day on a coffee, get rid of all the sugar out of it. Don't, as soon as you have sugar in the morning or have anything as sugar or a carby in the morning, you're going to want to chase that all day. Mm. So that's my tips is get in routine, eat the same shit every day, Monday to Friday, have some blowouts on the weekend. Don't go excessively blowing out and you'll burn that fat quicker than you think. The maximum you're going to lose a week in fat is 1 to 1.5 kilos depending on your body weight. If you're a girl, it's going to be half a kilo to a kilo. So don't be unrealistic where you're going to go. Mm. Good answer, mate. Very good. Yeah. Pretty passionate, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that was good. Did I sell you? You're It's the new Yukuru 2000 calorie gummy day. You don't have to eat anything else. Is it? Yeah, but I love food. No, you won't be hungry. Oh, yeah. That could change my life. Your your (laughs) mouth buds will be sweltering. Oh, mate. Always (laughs) bloody hungry. So this is a really hard question to answer. I mean, I'd I'd be impressed if any of you could answer this uh, decently because I don't know how I'm going to answer this. So (laughs) I'm going to... I'm going to be kung fuing, swinging from the trees. Right, I don't know. Let's so, hear it. Okay. If you were to view your personal happiness and fulfillment as a recipe of ingredients, and these ingredients came in different quantities, but together they make you happy. When you look at the list of ingredients, what do you think is missing in your life now? Good luck, boys. I'm going to go have a toilet break <laughs> while you think about it. <laughs> Thanks right. to Cooper's Purple. I'll um, XBA. I'll go first. Okay. Have you thought about this one? Because we did discuss it the other day. Yeah. We couldn't uh, think about it on uh, two beers. I, I think the personally, the, the biggest thing that I am missing in my life is time. And if I could extend time to allow me to do all the things that I want to do and to focus on the things that are important to me, that would be the biggest help for me. So definitely I'd want in my concoction, I want time. Um, The other thing that I would really benefit from is, oh, how do I put it? I, I would say, not that I don't get it, but when you have, this you know continual support and understanding it makes such a difference and i have that at the moment and it's bloody great um so i would just i want to make sure that's still there (laughs) because when you have you know and and some people sometimes you take that for granted you do absolutely and then when certain people question the way that you live your life and 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 where you devote your time and energy I think people in, in, in glass houses shouldn't throw stones for starters. But right? Those people throw more stones than anyone. Exactly now. right. But on top of that is I, I think I have – I'm very close to finding my purpose, right? That's a tough one, right? Which, which means that if I was to – you know, what do all these ingredients eventually equal? Happiness. I think that purpose and happiness go hand in hand. I uh, – to be content is. To be content. Are you content is, at the moment? Yeah. No, I reckon I'm. I'm. I'm more than content. I think I, I'm. Yes, I do feel pressure because I've got a lot of things on my plate. But 
I, I the the achievements that I make currently um, and what is currently happening in my life at the moment, a lot of these things actually make me really happy. And so content and happiness, I think, are, are, are two different things. You can – to be content is to uh, rest, right? Where happiness is a – happiness is a feeling. Happiness is, you know, I feel great, you know, because I am happy. And so if – look, real roundabout way of answering the question, but if I was to put two things that I would – would really help me to being happy the first is time and the second is to have support yeah agreed nick nick so um cat harness australia like probably the one thing that i could probably more cats (laughs) (laughs) to fill my cup up a little bit more i'm uh because i need money (laughs) i feel like i've found a really good balance that i'm happy with at the moment uh especially the past couple of weeks but um probably two months ago i definitely needed a little bit more social interaction i was a bit of a hermit <laughs> locked away is that what is that why you're creeping on me brave <laughs> yeah. he's like he's like a bear in the cave in hibernation just, sort of thing i was getting fireballs eggplants yeah. i just need someone to talk to me <laughs> anyone <laughs> I'm yeah. lonely. But uh, the, the past couple of weeks, I have actually been working on that and it has made me a lot happier as well. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's you, look, you look eccentrically happy. Yeah, like I am very happy. Look at you. Got yeah. Rose-coloured cheeks. Yeah, I've been getting a bit of sun, getting my, my exercise, my vitamin D and, and now my social interactions the new, too. The new Yukuri gummy vitamin D packed with 2,000 IU of it. It's amazing. It doesn't exist very yet. Very exciting. No. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, definitely social, just seeing people in person, especially after the past two years, it was kind of very recluse. So I'm looking forward to working on that a little bit, but not too hard. Hunter-gatherer. Because you can, you can overdo that very Yeah, you've got to have a balance, man. Yeah. Absolutely. And Stu, what would you, uh, what would you put in your My Mine would recipe? be time because I'm always on holiday, so I've got time. Mm. But um, mine, would, mine was structure. I needed more structure and number two ingredient would have been purpose. Even though I had all these great things, I just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I was just like, oh, whatever. They'll, they'll do what they do. They're going good. They're going to work out. Because I don't, like for some reason I can compartmentalize in business, but I can't compartmentalize when it comes to a relationship or comes to family or c- certain things, but business I just can switch off from. And I wasn't leaving my purpose. I created these two beautiful companies. We, we invested and bought another company. And I was just taking it for granted. I was just like, well, it's, you know, it is what it is. So motivation was one um, that I was lacking because I just got stuck in this spiral of uh, just wanting to go out and hang with friends. So motivation uh, would be a purpose, which I've got, and structure. So those are the th- three biggest things. I'm a generally happy person. Like, you know, you could run me over in a car, forgive you. Mm. Doesn't mean I'm going to drive. Doesn't mean I'm going to stand in front of your car next time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm very forgiving. Um, but yeah, so structure, purpose, and uh, and motivation, which I've got. Um, I've got in abundance at the moment. And it's just a maintaining that. So if I can maintain that, my life's going to be full of abundance in happiness, in love, in friends, in business. 
And like, you know, I step in a way, I was trying to sort of identify myself and my personality as, oh, I'm this business leader, trying to show achievements and stuff. But I don't really care about that. I'd rather have success in the in the shadows, step back from um, caring about what other people think. So, yeah, that's how I feel. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, I'm just dribbling. I'm no, two, two Coopers Brewery XBA Purples Deep. No, you're good. Um, haven't drunk for a while, except for you with you the other day. Um, Looks like I've been drinking on Instagram, but I'm a bit of a pussy cat like the cat hunters in Australia. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I've enjoyed this podcast. I think hey, it's, it's been great. It's been it's been fun. It's our longest podcast ever, so hopefully the the Danes have enough English tolerance to uh, <laughs> to to stay tuned and not fall asleep like waking up and watch the FA Cup at four in the morning. Um, but yeah, what what do you what do you guys got on for the rest of the week, mate? I'm. Uh Got Liv's birthday tonight, so we'll be going to dinner. I in the heard city. you're going somewhere romantic. Oh, of course. Have yeah. you asked the parents that you're not going to get home by midnight? No, no, it's all clear. We're we're, we're in the city, um, so we'll stay there the night. But then tomorrow, regretfully, we have a funeral in the morning, mm-hmm. which is for um, Liv's grandmother, her late grandmother. So we'll be going to that in the morning, rip, and rip. then and then I will move into my last day in my current role. Mate, that's so exciting. Knock that you, out, yeah. um, and then. The weekend's got more celebration Abundance. to live. So we got <laughs> Liv's birthday dinner, I think Friday night, Liv's birthday friends dinner Saturday night, and then my family will have a dinner for her on Sunday night. So the it's, fest, it's, it's a festivus. It's a, <laughs> it's a birthday month. I'd like to also give a shout out um, to Ben. Um, I know I've spoken to you about this. Yes. Ben passed away uh, on... Um, Monday the 23rd, 24th, I can't remember the date. Um, he came came to me, see me on a Friday afternoon and was in a, in a world of hurt. Um, he's, he's only 33 years old. He's going through his own personal issues and alcoholism. And um, I didn't take the situation as serious as I should have. And then um, come Monday morning, uh, we, we found him um, passed away um, at age 33. He died from a subdural hemorrhage, which happened three or four weeks earlier. Um, but look... He was a great, he was a good man. He was a bit lost and I feel like he's in a better place and um, just wanted to send a shout out to him and his family. No, it's... Man, and well nothing said. can prepare you for that, man. Like, no. I remember the last conversation with him and I didn't, because he was intoxicated, I didn't know. Um, he was incoherent and I just took that as the boy that cried wolf. So yeah, yeah. the expectation that he was going to come up at some point for help was there but yeah anyway oh, no, mate, I, lo- I love you mate and uh uh yeah i'm still sad and shook and having nightmares over our last conversation but anyone out there if people come to you take it serious take it uh, you know and and you know i should have taken him to hospital i tried to he, he lied to me and pushed back and said he's okay and um you know i'll live with regret so don't live with regret go above just trust your gut yeah sorry to hear about that that's, ah, that's all right man yeah the family, like the dad was expecting it for a number of years because he was having a number of falls from alcohol. Mm. So um, he's he's obviously heartbroken, but he knows that there was nothing more that could be done. Mm. Yeah, so the next... That's what, sorry, I just want to say that's for Movember as well. Mental health, alcoholism, yeah. addictions, all these things fall in the same category, guys. Get some help. Get some help and, and just have a chat. You know, coffees create conversations. I heard that yesterday and I loved it. And when, you know, and a little bit of anxiety. Yeah, true, <laughs> true, true. But, you know, you can do it over a beer, you can do it over a coffee, you can do it over a water, a walk, a sweat, a swim, anything. And just ask, ask your mate, you know, how's he doing? How's she doing? 
you know, and, and support each other because... And it's on the person to be vulnerable. Yeah. Fucking yeah. open up. If you've got something I'm wrong, and, and I don't want your death on my hand. Fucking talk to me. Yeah, and, and it's... If, if the people you trust, they trust you back. And, and so have those conversations um, because, like Stu just said, you know, through no fault of his own, you know, it, the conversation could be your last. Oh, mate, yeah. That makes me tear up, man. I was panic attacks crying over this shit man he's a yeah you don't want to be in that situation so nick on a a lighter note bring us back mate bring us back cats don't suffer depression (laughs) no they do apparently no they're devils they do (laughs) they invented hell i got a pretty busy next couple of weeks uh this weekend i'll be at the cat show in the uh, sydney showground (laughs) yeah right the cat show (laughs) oh no i think it's actually the pet show the pet show okay okay i was down at the dog lover show a couple of weeks back and i'm gonna get you in the cat lovers show in uh next year in june sharing a store with uh the kitten sanctuary they're one of the uh, local cat rescues and you can get your cat harness down there you can do some discount codes for our fans yeah so we'll be we'll be selling at full price yeah, if you come from Denmark though, you get a discount of forty yeah. percent. But uh, half half show your airfare. Half of the the order will go towards a uh, donation to the kitten rescues, and then um, I have a really exciting thing coming up in the next couple of weeks, which is called Founder University. Yeah, so, I heard this. this is great. Yeah, so I've applied for this. It's a twelve week course run by Jason Calacanis, who's um. He is the moderator for the All In podcast, which is a popular popular tech podcast. And he does This Week in Startups, which is another one of his podcasts. And he's also a front runner to be CEO of Twitter at the moment because he's good mates with Elon Musk. And uh, did, so you, did you see Elon walking with a sink? I loved it. Yeah. Anyway, continue. That was so cool. Yeah. So it's going to be like 12 weeks of how to build an MVP. Yeah, so right. Minimum viable product that stands for, guys, if you're not yeah. in tech. And so they give us access to a no-code builder called Bubble. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Yeah, I understand what it is. Yeah. And so I have this idea that I'm going to try and build over the next 12 to 14 weeks. And the top, I think, 10 students uh, get a 20,000... 25,000 US uh, investment. Which is about $2 million Australian right now. <laughs> yeah, at the moment. So yeah. I'm very much looking forward to that. And I guess the next two weeks I'll be prepping for that. Well, so let us let us know if you need a hand or any of my tech guys to give you assistance. We're happy to help. Well, thank you very much. It's yeah. uh, Sponsored by Chur. Yeah, it's definitely out of my comfort zone as I've never really done anything like it because it'll be more of a, I guess, a tech-focused product rather than selling cat harnesses. Yeah, right. Well, it's a good diversity. You know, I'm doing health and wellness and doing tech, and then I'm trying to tell people in health and wellness to get off their devices. So I'm a walking contradiction. So it's all good. Me, I don't have a lot planned this weekend. I've got Bali on the 23rd of November. Oh. Um, I've got yeah, the other half live. Uh, that's my sixth overseas holiday <laughs> oh, this <my> year. <laughs> I've spent six months out of the country. Um, I've got four kilos of shred by then because I'm going to have an absolute rig. And I'm going to sit at Mississippi's in my Speedos for 10 days and not even have a shower. That's all I'm going to do. Just drink nonsense and then I'll come back and plan for 2023 because 2023 is a killer year. And uh, I'm, I'm excited and I'm, I can't wait. We're going to do these, these podcasts regularly. This is our longest podcast and I feel like it's, I feel like it's a perler. It's been good. Mate, it's yeah. been fun. Diversity, challenges, conversation, dancing around hot topics. So just a reminder that if you do want to send more questions in to the potty, if there are things you want to talk about, hit us up on at the Lion Theory. We, we, so who is the, which is the best question? 
Actually, there's one last question. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, quick yeah, one. it's a quick one. Go, quick tell fire. us how to figure out women and thank you for thank oh, you. <laughs> no, this, no. This, this is the question. Tell us how to figure out women and thank you. Send me my Yukuri products. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no comment, mate. No uh, comment. No. And you're Radio not winning silence. for that. You know. Radio silence. You, you, you can't win on that one. We're, we're we may be a, a toxic masculinity podcast. We're not even that, but um, we're we're definitely not going to sh- uh, shame our. our our female counterparts. I don't know. Well, that wraps it up for the Lion Theory this week. Stewie, thank you thank as you. always. Nick, always a pleasure. Never ne- a chore. Never a chore. <laughs> <laughs> I picked that one like a dirty nose. How many more cliches can we get in? Well, and let's stay number one in Denmark. Denmark. Whatever. Until next time, folks. Good night. Ciao.